And you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks the guy. Hall running free, Brees Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The, the corners all do their job. You know, if you look at the if you look at the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. He was always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of those things I, I put up. And you are watching slash listening to another edition of blue it's blitz uh sorry i was gone last week uh as i announced on twitter though a wife or my wife had had the baby so that happened um could not do the podcast last week two days after he was born so i waited a week and it's not like there's even that that much to talk about um at least at that point but now we have some senior ball topics which i'm sure you guys are going to bring up and i will comment on um, the Jets are interested in every single offensive tackle that you've ever heard. That's going to come about um, anytime the Jets bring in 30, 40, whatever people it is to interview. The Jets are automatically going to draft those guys. Remember, smoke screens happen. Uh, it's only February 2nd. Also, uh, something that's funny is that every single one of these guys now does not have a weakness. You know, Marvin Harrison is going to be his dad. Roma Dunze is going to be Calvin Johnson. Uh, Malik Neighbors is now Antonio Brown. So it's going to be fun to sift uh, through some of those things. Um, but yeah, looking at some of these like reviews and, and stuff like that uh, over the last couple of weeks, I saw that Daniel Jeremiah, and I respect him. I actually, well, I'm, maybe I'm starting to lose it a little bit, but he had, you know, his top 50 come out and I looked at it and, you know, the first, and, and by the way, I apologize a little bit of, um, a little bit of allergies. I'm definitely not sick because I haven't been around anybody, but allergies are killing me. So I'm going to mute myself a few times again, my apologies. Um, nonetheless, uh, DJ's first line of the room on like write up is that he's really good against press coverage. He, he has a tons of releases or whatever it says. I'm like, I watched literally every single one of his games this year, and I don't know if I've seen him beat press more than one or two times. Like he does not beat cleanly beat press. If you're going to, and, and kind of by the way, Matt Harmon also back the or was on DJ side because he said he texted DJ and he he asked DJ not this is not verbatim, but he said to DJ, uh, you know, do you have him just as high as Marvin Harrison? And DJ said yes. So either they're too high on Marvin Harrison or Marvin Harrison sucks because I like Roma Dunze. I don't like him like some stud, you know, uh, block top five receiver. I would, I would put Garrett Wilson above him last year. I would put Drake London above him last year. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, Matt Harmon kind of backed up and said he that he he watched him in two, two or three games. He didn't have a weakness for him. Like what? Like not a weakness? Are you sure? Did you see him versus press? And this isn't like I don't want to just shit on everybody um, on this show, but it feels like I kind of have to because the only thing you hear about these guys is positivity, and you don't really get the negativity or, or you know, the kind of maybe, maybe the little tidbits that indicate that maybe they won't work out. You know, what are some of their weaknesses? Uh, people don't really talk about that stuff often. You know, I saw something else on Twitter that you, uh, I think it's like Walter from WalterFootball.com or whatever it is has a whole write up of of. Um, Malik neighbors. And the only weakness he has is that he's not ideal size. There's like 13,000 strengths. And the one weakness is he doesn't have ideal size. That's it. Are you sure? So 
We're going to dispel some stuff. We're going to talk about some of these guys. Uh, I've watched quite a bit in the last couple of days. Uh, obviously, with the with the baby, it's been a little bit uh, a little bit crazy um, in terms of the sleep, especially for my wife. But during the day, I'm watching him a lot, so I'm, I'm watching a lot of film because I could watch film very quietly. You know, so I'm not watching TV. I'm not doing anything else. Just baby in one arm, computer. Uh, is occupied by the other watching a lot of these guys. So I've gotten through a good five or six neighbors games, um, two or three Joe Alt games. I'm only going to watch like four or five of those just because I don't think it's realistic that he's going to fall uh, after watching two or three games of him. It's pretty clear to me that he's easily the best tackle in, in the class. Uh, past that, I watched Roma Dunze's entire season, uh, JC Latham's entire season, Fuaga's entire season, Brock Bauer's entire season, and Fashanu's entire season. Um, and that's actually a lie because I leave one game for the for all of them just before I do the actual film breakdown. I like to watch a game just to remind myself kind of what I was feeling about this guy to get a feel for him before going into it like kind of cold turkey. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of interesting stuff to talk about this this week. Uh, we also had the playoffs, which have been pretty good, right? The the, the Chiefs uh, Ravens game actually wasn't even that good to be completely honest. The the uh, the Lions the Lions game. The Lions-Niners game was good, a little bit interesting with the timeouts, but it's kind of what you get with Dan Campbell. But it was funny to see in the in the game against, um, you know, or the, the the Ravens game, Dalvin Cook zero carries, and then Joe Josina Anderson. I don't know if she deleted it prior to the game or after the game or whatever it was, but he had one good carry last week. It was like it was like one 15 yard run, and they ended up getting like I think 23 yards on like 14 attempts or no maybe it was like seven seven attempts or something like that but it was like three yards per carry and she tried to junk uh dunk on jets fans that was hilarious she deletes that and then by the way just kind of following up about joey cena anderson she puts out the worst tweet of all time and then uh everybody comments and is like hey what the fuck does this even mean and she then deletes it but then criticizes the fans the 95 percent of people who don't understand it she criticizes them calling them idiots um, and I can almost guarantee you that the five guys who did understand that tweet are the weird type of dudes who are leaving shower jellyfish to Josina Anderson, if you catch my drift. So, um, brutal. One of her, the, the first line of the tweet says something to the effect of like the jets are, you know, not happy about the athletic report or whatever it was, whatever the first line, the first line made sense. The second paragraph says, and I will read this slowly. Tell me if you get this to a degree, it appears like to them, what it appears like given the inevitable uh, inevitable aftermath to some relationships in the building after Zach Wilson piece. I'll read the first part again. To a degree, it appears like to them what it appears like given the inevitable, the inevitable aftermath. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then she dunks on people and says they're all a bunch of idiots. It's like, no, how am going to actually learn English, Josie and Anderson? So there's been a few things this last couple of weeks I want to talk about. But like, dude, what, what the hell is wrong with that lady too? Deleting tweets, can't speak English. Um... Nonetheless, let's talk to some people. I saw some chats in here that disappeared. Uh, I guess if you put the, the stream up too early, uh, they disappeared. But Dakota was maybe not in here first. I think it might have been somebody else. But nonetheless, I uh, love the show. Can't wait. Hello, Dakota. Uh, it throws a couple of things in here. Go Jets. Go Chiefs. I am not rooting for the Chiefs during the Super Bowl. I can't. Uh, the the fact that, you know, how much Mahomes bitches to the refs um, is frustrating. And then the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing, I would love to see them lose and not be happy after the game. Cause I don't want to hear about it all the time. So, uh, go for the honors for right now. Uh, Dakota says big J sauce. Jermaine Johnson is the most elite defensive trio in the pro ball this year. 
Uh, I don't know any other defensive trios. Does any other teams even have defensive trios like the Jets have? I think they might be boasting the only one um, nonetheless. And, and congrats to Jermaine Johnson. I think he got in over Khalil Mack because Khalil Mack uh, denied it or whatever. Um, so, and, and Jermaine Johnson's he's turning into a hell of a player. And I do want to clarify that, and I've seen it. It's like, oh, I, I hated Jermaine Johnson's. No, I didn't hate Jermaine Johnson. I didn't think Jermaine Johnson was worth the top 10 pick. I thought he was worth a you know, late teens to early twenties, even late round first round pick. And he went at like 24. So it, did I say that I hate the guy? This would be the same thing with Bowers. You know, like there's no gray area with people. It's either you love somebody or you hate them. I don't, I don't hate Brock Bowers. I, I think he's worth, you know, maybe a first round pick, you know, mid to maybe early teen or late teens to twenties, first round pick. Do I think he's a lock, a top five guy, a, a, a Kyle Pitts, a real option for the Jets at 10? No. But does me saying that mean I hate the guy and he's never going to be a successful player? No. Top 10 versus 21st pick. Does that mean I hate him and he can never be successful? Um, so it's just it's just interesting to, to see some of that stuff. Uh, between Big Q, Saw, Shermaine Johnson, that, that is vicious, elite, and greatness all in one. Yeah, um, I, I plan on doing some reviews too. I plan on reviewing uh, Q's season, Sauce's season, Jermaine Johnson's season, Tony Adams, uh, Will McDonald, Carter Warren, Brees Hall, I think, are the ones I want to get done. But I definitely want to take a look at those three guys specifically. If I can only do three, it would be, um, it would be uh, Carter Warren, um, Carter Warren. Sorry, Tony Adams, and then uh, what's his face, Will McDonald. Those are the three I definitely want to do. So, uh, MM in here, Joe Blue, the greatest Jets analyst of all time. No, but um, I appreciate that nonetheless. At least I, I can I can tell you at the minimum I put my work in and don't base games or guys' profiles off of one or two or three games or don't just watch highlights because another thing I heard and and I can show you the the tweet I put out. We can go through it one by one and eventually I'm gonna have to start pulling just a bunch of clips up to prove people wrong about certain things because like oh Brock Bowers is a is a monster contested catch guy down the field is just patently false this year. It's just false. He's not a good contested catch guy at this point, um, but. Um, in terms of like other guys like Roma Dunze versus Presto, Press, I have to bring you know that up. Do I have to bring up the fact that Fashano is is a little bit more raw than people are? Yeah, a little bit more raw even in the past game than some people think he is. Another thing I, I put up was you know the Latham stuff is all I heard the entire offseason, which I didn't really believe in it because why, I, why buy into anything at this point? I've been proven you know I've been disappointing people so many times. But Latham, oh, turn on the Michigan game, turn on the Michigan game, turn on the Michigan game. And and that was clearly based off of one play because you turn on the Michigan game, the rest of the game is pretty damn good from JC Latham. He has maybe two, maybe one or two other bad plays in that game, but the rest of it was actually pretty damn good. And even on the play that he, I, I forget the exact call. I think it was, I don't know if it was cow, uh, uh, power or counter, but the guard vacates. He has to step down the line of scrimmage and cover that gap. Um, yeah, to cover the gap. So, so he's hoping that somebody doesn't shoot through that gap. You're just covering it really quickly. He gets blown up a little bit. Um, he actually holds his anchor and the running back kind of like runs into him and then he falls over. It wasn't something where he got completely shit on that play. Like, yeah, he got jolted back trying to cover down on a play, you know? So, um, it's, uh, it's it's just it's interesting to see the storylines that are just patently false. Uh, and I'll argue with guys about Brock Bowers, you know, a guy on Twitter recently, I put up, I don't know, nine, 10 plays of him, not good in contested catch situations. And he responds back and he's like, Hey, you know, um, I'm something about, uh, what something about, um, like I, I don't do my homework or whatever, whatever it is. And he sends me a five minute highlight tape. The guy sent me a fucking highlight tape. I, I, I almost threw up. I'm like, really a highlight tape. That's your defense. 
Like, what, are, what are we doing here? Um, so let's keep saying hello again. A lot of stuff just thoughts have to get out of my head. It's been two weeks. Um, it's going to be all over the place. Notes are jambled uh, because, again, I've uh, been a little bit busy the last. Um, yeah. Okay. My wife is texting me. Sorry. I got some <laughs> chimes or something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's some of the storylines are, are wild. Uh, Harold says OT rankings, alt, Fuaga, Latham, and four Fashanu. Um, right now I'm definitely solidified in one is alt pretty large gap. Oh my God. Okay. There it is. I appreciate it. Jan. I do. Um, <laughs> I was, I was like, I was hoping you forgot. Uh, Jan reached out on Twitter. He's like, "Send me, send me your 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 Venmo um, because I want to send you something." And Jan's a pretty generous d- dude. A uh, hundred dollars, man. That's clear. That's very, very far and away the biggest super chat I've ever gotten. Um, and I greatly appreciate it. So uh, the next two or three lunches are on you. Uh, congrats on the baby, Joe. I'm getting tired of hearing that Sal is the worst coach in Jets history in the NFL. He def has flaws, uh, but he got seven wins two years in a row while getting nothing from the quarterback position, O-line, and only one receiver. That narrative is dumb. Um, yeah, with that being said, and, and we'll talk about some of the – and again, Jan, fucking awesome. Like that's – thank you a lot, man. Um, and like I said, now maybe I'll order, uh, which by the way, people from like Middletown, Red Bank, my area, I've never heard about Bullhorns, like a burger place. Holy shit. It's so good. Like the shakes are ridiculous there. So just by the way, if you have a Bullhorns next to you, so lunch is on yawn next couple of days. Um, with the, with the solid stuff, the, the more disappointing part of him to me, one, you had like the timeout situation in Denver, right? That that was a shit show. I don't like the the... That how he just completely um, gave up on the season, and we'll talk about the athletic report and all that. And most of it we already knew. For you know, to be completely fair, uh, with that being said, I'm kind of in the middle. The athletic report, like he, some of the stuff is obviously true. Di- Diana Rossini is a Giants fan who got fired from ESPN or, or left ESPN, downgraded her job. Clearly has a beef with Aaron Rodgers after she, he told her, I believe, to lose his number. Um, so they've been putting hit pieces out all all year. So how much of it is true? I don't know. You know like the cell phones thing. Is it, is it something where he was in a meeting and, and you know, leaks are coming out? It's like, what do I have to take your guys' fucking cell phones? And then it comes out that, oh, he wanted to take our cell phones. Did he really mean that? Was it a joke? Was he just angry? You know, so um, you can't really – you have to take a lot of it with a grain of salt. But nonetheless, part of it – part of my frustration uh, frustration with Sala is him just giving up on the season. You know, how many times during losses or blowouts, whatever it may be. One, we got too, we got blown out too many times. Division opponents, Bills blown out, Dolphins blown out. Uh, end of last year, Seahawks, Dolphins, uh, Lions, Jaguars was embarrassing. Um, so I don't like how he just kind of throws his hands up and says, oh, what do you expect me to do? You know, what, what am I supposed to do? So with, with also acknowledging that I didn't, like he, while he also could do more, it's not like he's a terrible coach at the same time getting seven wins with this team. But I don't like how he just gave up. Gave up, made excuses, apparently researched coaches who, you know, had winning records with with backup quarterbacks, whatever it was. So he's kind of he projects like a lot of confidence and stuff, but it, it mentally and this is kind of, you know, I guess this is easy for me to say sitting in my downstairs of my house, not my mom's house, not my basement. Um, but, you know, does, does he does he portray confidence, but he actually lacks it mentally, you know, Um and that that is a frustrating part of Salah. So I would have liked to see him maybe rally the troops a little bit better. Uh, but with that being said, to just blame everything on him is also foolish because look at uh, the roster and the hit piece again, which I'll get to my notes from it later. It's interesting that most of the hit piece is towards the coaches, but none of it's towards the GMs. 
or the front office who didn't sign tackles, who didn't get a backup quarterback, who got a shit number two receiver, who did nothing after Corey Davis retired. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're completely fine. But the coaches, it's all the coaches. Uh, it's all Aaron Rodgers, you know. So you could definitely tell that more of the leaks were coming from the Jets front office. Was it Rex Hogan? You don't know. You know, apparently he was leaving anyway. Again, do you really know that? I don't know. Why did he leave? Again, I don't know. Was Rex Hogan in charge of pro player personnel? I hope to God he was, because if if so, then thank God, because you really can't get worse than the Jets doing free agency, minus a guy or two. Um, but yeah, it was interesting, the, the angles that it took, a lot more towards the coaching staff than it was towards the front office, which again, lead you believe that the leaks come a, uh, came out of the front office. You also have coaches who say that, you know, uh, Hackett basically gave up after after Rodgers. Um yeah, basically gave up after Rodgers left or, or or obviously got hurt, not left. Uh, didn't really game plan well, didn't adjust in game well, which we knew he never adjusted to Parsons. He never really adjusted to Miles Garrett. So yeah, he's a shitty coordinator. He's a shitty, he's a shitty in-game adjustment guy. There was also the report that said he would always meet with like the offensive line coaches um and like the pass game coordinators and stuff uh for the entire week. And then the positional coaches would get uh met with like the last second. Taylor Embry was just fired. Or, or let go or part, muting partial of ways, whatever the fuck, however they want to say it. Was it Taylor Embry? You know, so I, I don't like the fact that there's leaks now and there's a bunch of drama and all that shit because I, uh, that stuff just annoys me. You know, the Jersey Shore Jets stuff and obviously this article coming out and I don't know what else was, was from it. I kind of already recapped most of it, right? Uh, I even plan to um, right off the jump, but you also had the, Woody Johnson looks at Twitter. No shit, he looks at Twitter. You know, does he actually bring it to Salah? I don't, I don't know. But yes, he's clearly glued to Twitter. Didn't he get bullied? He got bullied at some point this year, right? With uh, the Jets changing their their jerseys. Um, they're supposed to wear like green on green or or white on green. And everybody was saying white on black. And they actually changed the announcement to the different jerseys. So yeah, no shit, he looks at it. Um, I'll recap some other stuff that's off the top of my head. Again, I'm kind of rambling. But um, Jan, again, I really, really appreciate you. I'll, just, I'll, I'll do a quick one, which none of you care. So, or some of you care, but that's 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 the little man with the chubby cheeks. So uh, it's been it's been great. Uh, what, January 21st? January 1st, uh, 2.12 a.m., Wife is healthy, baby's healthy. She's a fucking rock star, dude. Like they're they're expecting it to, you know, him to come out in however many hours. She like cut down half the time. So absolute monster. Um, so appreciate her more than ever. And it's been it's been great, just minus some some sleep things. Uh Jan, again, I really appreciate you. Uh J Dub says, love your show and video breakdowns. We need strong, uh, strong restructures for agency and draft. We need wins to shut people up finally finally. The thing is, J Dubs, and like I it's it's in our blood kind of to like defend the Jets, but if you were not a Jets fan, what would you be saying, right? Like <laughs> they've been deserved to be dunked on the last few years. Um, now th- th- this year, you know, with with uh, with Rodgers going down, it is what it is. Um, that was obviously unfortunate, but I would dunk on them as an outside observer for the for the tackle stuff, for the receiver stuff, for the lack of backup quarterback stuff, for the stuff coming out of the front office now, for the for the leaks coming out, kind of embarrassing. The Gase hire was terrible. McCagnan was a joke. Isaac was a joke. Rex was fine for a year or two when he when he ran his mouth when we were winning, but then when we were losing, it, it was embarrassing. So the Jets have been kind of a circus and a shit show over the last ten years. So it's not so people can shut up. It's more so so I could talk. You know, it's it's not about, oh, this guy is so wrong. Everybody just hates on the Jets. The Jets deserve to get hated on. I would like to be confident and talk about football and, oh, the Jets can actually get into the playoffs. Oh, what do you think about the Jets matchup with, you know, in, in the 
divisional cha- uh, championship game against the Ravens. Like I want to be able to watch football past December and actually have like a strong rooting interest. And in the last few years, we've had a little bit more interest because we've had an actual shot. But prior to this, these last two years where, yeah, you're a little bit interested in December, you had you, you had the Jets starting 0-3, 0-4 all the time, and you're out of it by the end of September. You know, the 2019 year, we lose the first game to the Bills, and then Donald goes out, and you, uh, you know, with the mono, Browns game, you lose. The next game, you most likely lost, you know? So, like, I just want to be able to watch football in December and January and have a legitimate team to root for and not have to go through all this bullshit, whether it be the circus stuff, whether it be the injuries. It's just not fun. It's just not fun um, to talk about the Jets consistently. Uh, when they're losing, when they're losing, when it's when, when they're winning in the offseason, when we can project and we could talk about, you know, free agents, whatever it may be. Oh, by the way, appreciate the super chat nonetheless. I forgot to give you the, the sound bite. Um, but yeah, it's it's more about me talking, to other people shutting up. I just want to be able to have football conversations. I'm like, oh man, the Jets, oh man, the Jets, you know, like going to that first game was the most exciting game I've ever been to in terms of like walking to the stadium, the environment, just the whole feel of it was awesome. And then to get, I don't even know how many texts after that game and like Twitter notifications, whatever it might've been like, it's just, it's just been heartbreaking. So for me, for all of you guys, I just want to be able to, to have a good team, to have a good team. Jan deserves it. J-Dubs deserves it. Dakota deserves it. Eagle deserves it. Harold, uh, Harlan, everybody who's always in here. Slow-mo. There's a bunch of guys who who deserve to see a, a good product. We're, we're the worst franchise in all of sports the last 13 years. About, you know, however you want to define success, not making the playoffs, I would, I would say is a pretty good moniker. So, um, let me keep going back, back to the chat. Um, and Harold, I, you know, Jan skipped you there because $100 super chat is absurd. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, OT ranking is alt one. Agree with you there, Harold. Uh, it's alt and then a pretty decent sized gap between my two. My two is clearly Latham though. I don't have Latham with anybody else. Latham is my number two. Um, Pretty pretty easily, I, I would say. My three is a is a battle. Um, I like Fuwaga better as a player than Fashanu. I I think I like Fashanu more as a tackle option for the Jets because Fuwaga worries me on the edge with against speed with lateral mobility, um, low hand placement on that outside hand. There was that rep that came out. If you guys know specifically the rep I'm talking about on uh, the senior ball this week. Again, this is why you should get people to like break it down. For some, for certain people who don't necessarily understand, guy tries across his face and Fuaga matches him and then buries him. But yeah, if you actually watch the rep, like if the quarterback wasn't dropping back, you know, ten yards uh, deep into his drop, then he probably causes a pressure there. Um, so Fuaga worries me a little bit with the lateral mobility, the low hand placement on the edge. So I think he might, I, or I think he is a better guard than the tackle. Almost like ABT, I think he could survive that tackle. I think he could be a solid tackle. I don't know if he's going to be a stud tackle. Um, but I like him individually more than Fashanu. But in ter- and and specifically with with Fuaga too, a little bit worried about him in a outside zone system. Not even inside zone. It's more outside zone. Um, maybe they'll flex a little bit more inside zone. Um, and I have to look at the splits to be completely honest. But outside zone is is more conducive to or to guys who can move. Inside zone a little bit less so. Um, but Zone in general is more conducive to guys who can move power, counter, all that stuff. It's more angle blocking or it is angle blocking. So you just um, the landmarks are kind of easier to hit um, and they're more defined. So you can explode off the snap. If you get if you get Fuaga moving um, laterally and like not necessarily with a, a pinpoint destination off the snap, 
I don't think he moves the best for his own either, even in the run game. So I'm a little bit concerned of him about him. So if I had to say like gun to my head right now, it's 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 alt gap, Latham, slight gap, Fashanu, Fuaga. Um, but Fuaga could overtake him. It's it's really gonna come down to me watching it again and actually breaking down the film for two hours. And I'll be like, okay, I liked Fashanu slightly more, but now I actually like Fuaga more. That's that's very possible. So they're kind of intertwined for my three my 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 three four. Um, so mine's almost like alt Latham. And then my three is again, one of, one of those two guys, um, in terms of Morgan from Arizona, Christian Jones from Texas, there's, there's Morgan, there's Christian Jones. There's, um, uh, it's like Fatagu or whatever his name is from Washington. I watched him passively while I was watching, um, Roma Dunze. I was not overly impressed with him. It's not a guy I would necessarily feel comfortable comfortable with taking um i'm not even saying in the first round but hey okay plug in uh, his name his name might not be fatanu um but fatanu into just this season as your tackle eh, i don't know like i might i might rather just stick and pick i think people get maybe obsessed with like trading down but just give me the better player you know give me the better player so with the guys like christian jones with the guy like morgan with the guys like fatanu I know if I watch one, I have to watch all. Oh, this is including Mims too, Ardarius Mims. So there's probably another like four or five tackles running in the first round. So there's probably going to be seven or eight, um, at least with what I'm hearing right now. And I don't want to start watching those guys too and have to watch another four tackles. Um, my time is going to be better spent doing the McDonald's, the Carter Warrens, the Tony Adams, the the Brees Halls, Garrett Wilson, Sauce, Jermaine Johnson reviews, maybe Conklin. Um, so uh, I'm not, I mean, I would fire Salton. No, he's one. He's not going to come. So let's just let's just go. Let's just get away from that. Uh, just X Factor Rip Carl Weathers just wanted to give an X Raider a movie star his due honor and congrats, Daddy Joe Bloat. Uh, your amazing wife for the birth of your kid. Amazing stuff. Yeah, again. Um, and everybody says it, but like rock star, like rock star, like, oh, you're gonna dilate, you know, a centimeter an hour. It's like, oh yeah, uh, how about how about two? You know, like just absolute savage. So I uh, couldn't love her more. And and the kid is obviously awesome. I can't wait till he's actually like, starts laughing and uh being able to play with him and like play games and all that stuff is gonna be really exciting. But he's he's awesome. Uh this RJ says the saddest thing about oh yeah, by the way, I didn't mention this. Another awesome gift. Um, and uh I'm still waiting to put those jet socks on, by the way, but they're they're a little bit too big. Um, another awesome gift. I'm not gonna say necessarily who it's from. Uh, actually, I will Kyle Smith. Uh, he he didn't give me any discretion or he didn't say to have this or not discretion. He didn't tell me to be quiet about it. He sent me a gift. I don't know if it's for like birthday, you know, baby, something like that, but like just absolutely awesome. I'm, I, I see a, a thing in the mail from Kyle. I'm like, what the, like, what the hell is it? Like maybe like a, a Jets jersey for the kid, whatever it is. And I open it. It's like a replica helmet that by the way, actually fits. Just put it on real quick for Kyle, just in case he is. So we're going to watch. I should just do my stream like this. I'll do it for a minute. I'll do it for a minute. I still got to break in the pads a little bit. Maybe I should put this on with a visor for the uh, for the for the kid. I'm changing the diaper, which actually I'm not gonna wear this. Um, which has been interesting. There's gonna be if you've never had kids before. There's gonna be poop in places you don't expect it. Um, shooting across the room, leather couches, uh, dressers, cribs, floors, blankets. I I don't know how many blankets I washed in the first two days. Because you just don't expect shit to fly out, but it does. So be careful. Uh, slow mo guy says, Sup, Blue. I uh, hope you're having a good week. Oh, yeah, RJ, sorry. Um, the saddest thing about the athletic report, not one word was not believable. Everything in it, everything it said about Solar Hackett, I I thought, yeah, I could definitely see them doing that. But a lot of the a lot of the report, like what 
and and I'll go I'll go down. Obviously, I'll catch up in the chat. What from the report did we not already know? Like what? There was really nothing. Like, yeah, Salah threw his hands up. It was pretty obvious he did. Like he just he just bitched about it the entire time uh, during the season. Like oh well, you know, Rogers is down. Rogers is down. So yeah, he kind of threw his hands up. Hackett sucks. Yeah, we knew Hackett sucks. Uh, what else was in there? Woody Johnson pays, a twi- tw- uh, pays attention to Twitter. Yeah, we know that. The only thing that was like, oh, the cell phone thing, which again, could completely just be him saying, what do I have to take your guys' fucking cell phones? And then Taylor Embry sneak out and be like, yo, they want to take our cell phones. Like, it's all about context. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Subload, hope you're having a good week, which by the way, too, uh, it doesn't matter. Like, you guys know my profession. There's a video out there. It, was, it blew up. It had like 200,000 views. And the, the title is, uh, I can share it if you guys want to. Slapping a cop goes terribly wrong. It's it actually ninety nine percent of the comments were actually very very positive towards us, uh, and the one percent are just a bunch of idiots who have no idea one about laws or or anything really. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch that, I was I make an appearance or or, or four or, or eight in that one. So uh, slapping a cop goes terribly wrong. So that was interesting. I saw that blowing up. So that happened. The baby happened. Uh, and it's been grinding, grinding film. So yeah, it's been it's been a good week, a little bit hectic, um, but fun, but fun. All right, it's time for Blue It. What's up, Harlan? Yeah, I apologize being late. Um, my computer is old, and I deleted a lot of shit from my computer, like I don't know, however many gigs of stuff. And uh, I was having some problems with my camera working after that. Uh, I like deleted some type of something. I, I suck with technology. I deleted something. Uh, also, congrats on the baby and nine k subs. Yeah, nine k is nice, but it's not ten. Right. Like once you get close to 10, it's like, damn it. Like, just give me 10. So I'm hoping with the free agency reviews, with the draft reviews, with the jet player reviews, maybe I get pushed over. Um, we'll see. The takes have been crazy so far. Draft season is full in full effect. Um, and I said this two weeks ago that my biggest issue with draft season is people standing so, so steadfast on their opinions that were built in five minutes. That's what frustrates me. Like, even if, if you, if you, if you have watched, most of Fuaga, most of Fashan, you say, hey, you know, I disagree with you about this. I like this, 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 and about him more, and I think it will translate better to the NFL level, or I'll take the 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 year of the of the raw uh, Fashanu for the less high of a ceiling than Latham. Whatever your reason may be, okay, I'll have a conversation. But people saying, oh, you're a fucking idiot, you don't do your research, and then sending me a four-minute YouTube highlight film, I know that's the only research they did, is just it's, – it's, it's very, very frustrating. And then you just see people who just move with the tide. You know, everybody has the same opinions about players. There's, there's nobody differs from each other. Oh, we all love Fashanu at first. Oh, we all love him now. Oh, the Jets are interested in in, in Fuaga. He's having a great, he's having a great Senior Bowl now. Everybody loves Fuaga, and you'll ask people, oh, would you be happy with with Fuaga at ten? Yeah, I would love Fuaga at ten. If you could ask a lot of people just to follow up, if you could follow up a lot of their their answers with why, just why, a lot of people couldn't answer why, just why. I guarantee it. They're like, uh, well, uh, senior ball. Okay. Well, what did you see on? Uh, I don't know. So, um, it's, it, that's the frustrating part. That's the frustrating part because I know a lot of people depend on whether it be ESPN radio host or whoever it may be for their opinions. Um, and these guys are doing very little research, very little research. And it's frustrating to me. So it is what it is. And that's, that's, that's what makes me, I'm, I'm sure people don't love that about me that I will call some of that stuff out. And it may, might not make me like so cushy with other people because somebody would be like, hey, I like this guy. And I'll ask them, why? Why? <laughs> Shit, I didn't think you'd ask me why. You know, I don't know. Well, 
then don't conversate. Johnny Football, going to watch Joe Blewett enough of this crap? Um, okay, yeah, sure. I'm assuming you're talking about other crap. Are talking um, uh, draft stuff? I don't know. The the scope this from Eagle. The so-called scouting department is so trash on Twitter. It would take you a lifetime to straighten that mess out, um, dude. It's just I don't trust anybody, and I I I I try to go to certain people who I trust, um, but it's not a lot. It's really not a lot. You know, there's a lot of people who I respected who had Evan Neal as a, as the number one two player in that draft. I I can't really respect your opinion about offensive linemen after that. I'm sorry, I can't. How is he the number two player in the draft that draft? He was terrible. Traylon Burks, same same thing. There's plenty of players. There's players I miss on. I would say one of my bigger misses so far is Icky. I liked Icky. Um, with that being said, I, I thought Icky would, should try tackle and would be a better guard. It hasn't worked at tackle. I would be curious to see how he played at guard. I can miss there. Kyle Hamilton, um, I was saying was not necessarily worth like a top five pick. I didn't want him um, at that spot, and I thought he was a little bit overrated. He's been really good with the Ravens. So, yeah, you have misses, and there's slight misses, but um, – when you can see that misses are from lack of research, it it frustrates me. Or when I can tell you wrote a scattering report and I know that you didn't watch because something is just it's not it's not objectionable. It's just patently false. Roman Dunze versus press coverage and saying he's great and he has a lot of releases is just straight up false. I don't care what anybody says; it's false. And I'll show you if I have to. It is false. He's not good against press coverage. Now, if the numbers, Matt Harmon, whoever else, just I guess looks at numbers. If you go and if a press win is him getting pressed and then him winning a contested catch ball, if that's a win versus press, then okay, I think your your statistical system is flawed. A win versus press to me is creating a yard or two of separation or getting the proper leverage that you want. Roma Dunze releasing, getting getting squeezed to the sideline five yards, and then him, him catching a ridiculous ball is not winning press first to, to me. So you could tell who watches, who doesn't. And it becomes very obvious at this time of the year. It does. Uh, and I, again, I, I sound like an asshole, and I guess I am, but I guess I need to be the asshole at times, right? Or at least I feel like I do because I don't, I don't like just seeing laziness. Laziness. What's up, Joe? What's up, Christian? Uh, congrats on the kid. Yeah, it's, it couldn't be better, man. I'm, I'm excited for the next one already. <laughs> Harlan. Well, actually, give me a minute. I need a minute because we're, we're not sleeping great. But uh, I amp cheese. If Salah gets fired, Bill Belichick is the last person I want for head coach. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's it, we're not. It's not gonna happen. Um, did you? Did, oh, that just Joe seen it. Oh yeah, right. What the hell is even that? You blew it. You're right. You're right. I gotta get. I gotta get the soundboard more in there. I, I apologize. That's always been my favorite one. <laughs> um. Diana Ratzini still has a vendetta against Rodgers for blasting her. Yeah, so again, there's a gray area. It's not that none of it's true, and it's not that all of it – or yeah, it's not that none of it's true, but it's not that some of it's not true at the same time. But you put it out on Salah's birthday. You clearly – I think her profile, her old profile, whatever it was, and maybe I'm just getting – you know, maybe NYJ Matt just, just, uh, just got me here, but it's like her old profile was like, oh, Giants fan. So you're a Giants fan. You clearly don't like uh, Rodgers, and he clearly doesn't like you. And then you're putting out like a hit piece on his birthday. It's like, mm, okay. So I believe some of it because some of it was obvious. Again, the Salah stuff, the Woody stuff, the Nathaniel Hackett sucking stuff. Yeah. Oh, no shit. We all know that. Um, but I'll go over some of the more details because I have it written down. I'm just going through the chat. I don't have the notes up or anything like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's um, 
she got she got did she get fired from ESPN or she got demoted or or whatever? But I haven't really seen anything from Diana Rossini. I'm like, oh, that's a really good insight. That's a really good article, you know. Same, and I'm sorry to do this too, but Josina Anderson too is just I think she's just one of the worst too. She doesn't speak English half the time, and then she gets mad at other people for 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 calling her out on it. Um, and she deletes tweets pretty often. I've seen it quite often. I haven't said anything, but uh, this this last time with the Cook stuff, it, it it threw me over the edge with, oh, Jets fans wish she had this guy back or proving Jets wrong. It was one run, and he ends up with like seven for twenty-three, and then she deletes it because she realizes she's an idiot. But like trying to dunk on the Jets for no reason. Now, with that coming before, the Jets deserve to get dunked on for plenty of reasons. You don't have to reach to dunk on the Jets. Like why? Why are you doing that? So I lost a lot of respect for her. Uh, I don't know, Joe. I root for the Chiefs because I don't want Brady to sit alone in the goat debate. Um, okay, I get that, slow-mo guy. Like, I'm not telling you who to root for. I, I completely understand that, honestly. And there's a part of me, when I watch the Chiefs, and even though I don't like Patrick Mahomes, I don't like Kelsey, I don't like sw- the whole Swift thing. It's just annoying just to stop shoving it in my face. Um, I, I I almost, like, get rooting for greatness. Um, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, whether it be in basketball with, like, Jordan, and I, I'm not going to say LeBron because I absolutely hate LeBron for, for plenty of reasons. Um, but like I, I get not liking guys, but also rooting to see greatness. Like Tiger Woods, I don't have no, I, I hate golf. I really don't like it, but watching him play, I'm like, I want him to win because I want to be able to say that I watched the best of all time, or I want to be able to like be in that conversation. So I understand it with Mahomes. I just don't like how much he bitches to the refs for calls when he undoubtedly gets more calls than other people. And then past that, again, the Taylor Swift stuff is just brutal. I don't want to hear about it anymore. So, uh, Captain K Techno, Hydro, looking forward to Ireland's biggest Super Bowl party. Shame I hate both the teams. Are oh, you having a big Super Bowl party? Which, by the way, uh, Captain K, I think so. The Jets play the. Um, I know, I know, you're you're different bunch of different. But I think it's I always it's always you. I forget. Like sometimes you're in, like Asia. I think you're like sometimes you're in Ireland. I, I forget sometimes, so I apologize. Uh, my memory is just shot sometimes. Um, but if they play in London, because I think the Jaguars play a home game in London, and, and so does another team that the Jets play. And the Jets play both those teams on the road. If the Jets are in London this year, I think I'm going to try to go overseas to watch them play. Uh, so if any of you guys are going to be there, I will most likely be there if the Jets are there. Because uh, I want to go to all the stadiums. And that kind of includes the, I guess that's the 30, I have a plus on my nose, um, like the 31 stadiums. But I also consider like going overseas as one of the stadiums. And I know that they play in Germany, they play in London, they play wherever else. Um, but at least one overseas game, like I think that checks the box for me. My Jets overseas games. So uh, maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I'll see you there. Um, Super Bowl party, big one. I will have a very little one. Uh, my kid does not have all the shots yet, and I am not going to risk my kid getting sick and dying. Sorry. <laughs> Knock on wood. That's a terrible thing to say. That sounds so wrong. My wife would kick my ass. But uh, yeah, we're not doing big Super Bowl parties and stuff like that just because all the sickness going around. So I'll be um, I'll be chilling, having a beer or two, maybe something in other other than beers, um, and enjoy the game. So uh, slow-mo guy says, curious to hear your opinion on who you take in the redraft, Carl Loftus or JJ. I remember Kyle had him as number two DN. He's looking good, albeit another team. Oh, uh, yeah. So I did have Carl Loftus over JJ. Um, now, with that being said, you know, I don't want to be the, one of those guys who has shallow opinions. So I can't just say, oh, yeah, definitely Jermaine Johnson over Carl Loftus at this point. But what has Carl I know Carl Loftus, but when I watch the Chiefs, he's usually pretty solid as well. So Carl Loftus, so it's not like that was a miss. Um, George Loftus stats, again, very shallow. Obviously, looking up his stats, but I just want to see if it's like in the ballpark. Yeah, okay. Talking about 10 and a half sacks this year and six last year. Um, now, what is his snap percentages? How is he winning? Is he winning because of his own his own um, 
is he is he is he winning because the pocket's getting pushed? You know what is it? And I don't want to sound like a JJ hater. Uh, I think that he's working again. Sorry, falls on my nose. Jeez. Um, he's working with more talent on the defensive line. So there is times where because Q and Quinn Jefferson are pushing the pocket so much, the quarterback is forced to go out, and then JJ is there. So how are the sacks? You know, um, how is his run defense based on sacks? It looks like Carl Loftus. Um, but I can't, I, I can't just say that, you know, it's, that's a hard, that's, that's hard to say. Um, but it looks like he's doing it pretty well with, with Casey because he's working with much less defensive talent, in my opinion, on the defensive line, obviously have Chris Jones, but the jets are far more stacked with it also being said, does he play more reps? Is that why he got more sacks? I don't know. I don't know. In the draft, in that draft, I would have taken Carl Loftus over JJ. So, um, that's super chat. <laughs> yeah, that's that. No, that's awesome. Uh, and my super fan, congrats, uh, Joby. What's up? Yeah, I appreciate you too. Uh, thank you. He quit in the season, so it's not a narrative. Yeah, to be fair, athletic called JD the assistant GM. Yeah, but and it's not even, it's not even, they didn't call him an assistant GM. They said that another AFC. Uh, I think it's like another AFC East GM or whatever called the, him an assistant GM. Like, okay, that's it. Like, that's your hit piece. Why was there nothing about tackle? Why was there nothing about receiver? Why was there nothing about um, backup quarterback? Because if it was a real hit piece on how shitty the season was, that would be in there. So why was it angled towards coaches? That's my question. And, and, it, and it severely diminishes like the credibility of the rest of it, even though the rest of it is just stuff that we knew already. So, like, what did they break? Again, that's my question. And I would like somebody to put it in the chat. What did they break? I don't know. Salah threatened to take the player's cell phones and, and, and is so middle school if that's true. But, again, it could be a thing where, like, okay, they're losing. They come into a meeting, and he's like, guys, like, I don't, I don't know how many guys are in there, whatever, 20 coaches. Guys, there's leaks coming out about this, about that. You know, are, are, we, are we so fucking childish? I have to take your fucking cell phones? It could have been that. It could have been just him in a frustrating moment, Eagle. You said frustrating things or, or things that are dumb in frustrating moments. I've said things. Everybody in here has said things in frustrating moments. Was it that? Did he actually did he actually uh threaten to take them, which is obviously illegal? There, there's a big there's a big gray area in the middle of that. What actually happened? Was he being serious or is that guys, you're you're fucking childish? Let me take your cell phones now, too. Or was it like, hey guys? Put your uh, put your cell phones in this bin. I'm taking it. You know, like it, it, there's very different. That's two very different situations. Happy birthday, Robert Sala. Um, yeah, that was funny on Twitter. Uh, NYJ Matt found that and uh, basically saying the Jets have wished their their coach a happy birthday the last like 13 years, and uh, they didn't wish Sala happy birthday this one. Which um, I don't have many sources in the building, uh, and this is a source through a source, but uh, there's somebody who works for the social media team and they said that you know it's a little bit new people and they just don't do that anymore um so um again you don't know beautiful baby congratulations appreciate i appreciate it future scout uh probably not <laughs> probably not one you don't get paid as much a lot more uh road time and all that stuff I'm, I'm pretty cushy my job i'll just keep doing it for jets x factor um the jets deserve no optimism with the perpetual losing uh, losing regime yeah it's 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 not like there's optimism about next season um for sure, because of all the talent we have, but to just say like we don't deserve any criticism that we get, I, th- I don't think that's fair either. Because we do, we do. They won't shut me up unless they win a Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl or bust for me. With Douglas and Salah, Jets fans will accept the playoff berth, but I won't. Yeah, I, I think you need at least a chance, like like a win or two. You know, if they lose in the wild card, okay, awesome. You know, like that still sucks. If you lose in the division round, depending on the circumstances, yes, yeah, still sucks. Like, but like, how do they lose? 
How did they lose? And again, for me, Eagle, I, I've said it a thousand times. I am so much more results over over process. Or sorry, I am so much more process over results. So did they lose because of a fluke play? Did they lose because they didn't address tackle? Did they lose because they didn't address uh, backup quarterback? Not well, backup quarterback. They're not going to lose in the post because of that. Did they lose because Alan Lazard dropped the pass and he's still a number two receiver? So like, how do they lose? It's all about the process. 53 is three years watching this. Oh, you're talking about like the, the thing. Um, and Joe, by the way, you reached out um, uh, and I didn't necessarily like, understand what you were asking, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm down. You just got to kind of tell me like when, where, what, why, and, and give me like a schedule or something like that. I can't, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit busy, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm happy to help out. Um, Harold says, I agree, Joe. I like Adunze, but press worried me. He doesn't hand fight well at all, but I do love his, you know, his, he's, he's very smooth. Um, he has solid top end speed. It's definitely not elite top end speed, his contested catches. And, uh, and this is something that's going to frustrate me in the review, just like actually showing you guys is because the Washington film guys are awful, like awful. The, the view is so goddamn high. Sorry. Sorry. Lord's name in vain for people who get offended by that. Um, the, the, the camera is so damn high. And then if for, for the, for the end zone view, the camera doesn't pan quickly enough to get the catch. So every single contested catch I have is from high view and from so far out. So you could barely see what he does um, because the camera guys at Washington are brutally bad, brutally bad. But uh, nonetheless, absurd contested catcher, probably the best contested catcher I've seen just in terms of like vo- the volume of him winning in the last couple of years, uh, the last at least, you know, five years, him and Drake London are like ridiculous contested catch guys, probably the best two in my opinion. Um, but a Dunze, just a pure volume of them were absurd. Like he can be getting the shit jammed out of him, completely locked up guy in his hip, throw the ball up and he just contorts his body, makes a ridiculous catch. But um, I'm concerned about the lack of ability to get off of press. I'm concerned with the secondary releases. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes he just runs into a guy unnecessarily. There are some easy drops there. Um, the blocking is so, so you'd want him to use, be a little bit better blocker for his size. I would also like to see him use his size and his routes a little bit better, not necessarily contested catching, but, in breaks, digs, stuff like that. I want to see him lean into a guy a little bit more and break off. Um, the hand fighting is inconsistent. His 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 uh, his releases. There's pretty much zero to his game there. Zero. It's one step and go. It's all it's all speed releases. Um, his releases are are brutally bad in my opinion, uh, just in terms of the lack of of variety of them. So um, I like the potential of him because of the contested catching, because of how smooth he is. I think he has some smooth acceleration. I also think for his size, 6'3", 215, he's able to get out of breaks really well, considering his size, even with poor technique. Um, so he excites me for what he could be, but I'm not enthralled with him. Like, I, I don't I don't love him as a prospect, necessarily. Like, I would take Drake London over him. I would take uh, Garrett Wilson over him uh, last year, and uh, or two years ago, sorry. Last year's receivers I can't speak on because I didn't individually watch them. So, uh, you don't destroy the future to make a playoffs. It's only worth it for a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's that in relation to, but any thoughts on our Darius Mims or our Marius Mims? Uh, I've heard very raw. Uh, again, I didn't really watch him, so I'm not going to speak on it. Or I'm not going to speak on it without preface, prefacing it by saying I only have opinions from some other people I respect, but very raw, uh, super high athletic upside. He's only started what seven, eight games in college. That's very concerning. So you're you're going to be looking at a guy who's most likely going to take a while to develop in the NFL. Do the Jets have the time to develop a raw tackle? 
Probably not. You know, so for me, I get the trading down and stuff like that. And if you can, if you're, if, if you don't, if you have Latham, Fuaga, Shanu as let's just say, you know, B pluses, and then you have guys you think will be available at 21, Morgan, whoever it may be, and they're Bs, but you can get a second round pick to trade down, a second and a third or whatever it may be, then okay. Um, but maybe against the, the popular opinion, I'm kind of just stick and pick, just get the best player. We need, we need better players. At this point, we don't need guys who need to develop anything like that. Get the guy who's pro ready, like even Latham, you know, Latham versus Fashanu, who funny now that people are, are backing down on Fashanu a little bit. Um, but Latham to me is much more pro ready than, than, than Fashanu. Fashanu in, in the run game is brutally bad sometimes, brutally bad. And even in the past, and even in the past game, there's some plays I'm going to show <clears throat> when I do the reviews of him getting bull rushed or him getting stood up by linebackers uh, because He's pretty technically savvy, but some of the things he does or, or some of the things he did are only going to work in college and not necessarily at the NFL level, especially if you only have a fastball and you don't have that changeup. And in the in the, in in the past game, I don't think he has enough. He has changeups, but he didn't he didn't display them enough for Shanu. Um, so I think he's rawer than people realize too. But uh, what about Patrick Paul in the third? See, like it's I know people will be like, yeah, sure, but why? Like, why are we going to grab a Developmental tackle. Um, we have to see one what Carter Warren's still going to be. We, you know, Max Mitchell is still the developmental guy. But in a season where it's Super Bowl or bust, or at least playoff win or two or bust, you want to go with a third round tackle. Why? You know, uh, and considering that you have some guys in free agency who are going to be available. Um, and I'm hoping the Jets ideally they go into they go into the draft and you you pick up two tackles. You pick up I don't know Unwenu and and uh, Jonah Williams, or you pick up a Wenu and, and somebody else who's a little bit lesser. Let's just say George Fanton, you re-sign back, and you're a little bit more comfortable there, where it gives you some flexibility in the draft. Um, that's ideal. But looking at free agency, it seems like there's going to be a receiver who's legitimately able going to, or who's going to be able to come in and, and like plug and play uh, that number two spot. Maybe it's not Pittman. Maybe it's not Evans. Maybe it's not Higgins. But could it be a um, Calvin Ridley? Could it be a combination of not necessarily filling it with one guy, but filling the two spot with like two decent guys with, with Boyd um, and uh, Samuel. Like if, if, if the group was, you know, Samuel Boyd, Wilson Lazard, and then you draft it on the third round. Okay. It's not something necessarily to write home about, but it's good enough with Rogers. Um, but with all that being said, I think that there's more avenues in free agency to address receiver where uh tackle in the first round is still going to kind of be a necessity. So, um, and with that being said, you know, kind of to, to put another point on top of this is it's not like a Dunze is a slam dunk receiver at 10 for me. Uh, Brock Bowers, I'm, I'm not doing that 10 again. I know people are going to criticize me for that. Whatever. Two streams ago, I pulled up eight or nine plays of him. Um, just not being good in contested catch situations. His route running looks good at times because he's so f- fast and out of his breaks because of his athleticism. Um, but the actual technicality of it is not there yet. So he can't run routes. Great. He can't contest. He can't contest. Uh, he can't get balls contested catch wise. Um, he can't block in line. He can block. Tight, he can block linebackers. He can block DNs. Uh, like crack block. He can block safeties. But if you're talking about him like one on one block a DN, that's not there. So he's kind of like a jumbo wide receiver who can crack block, but then he's also not receiver fast in terms of like top end speed, top end receiver guys, and you can't contested catch. So you're drafting him for yak. Mm, like that's his only elite thing to me right now is yak and he moves and he moves well 
but he's not Kyle Pitts. He's not Kyle Pitts, people. And uh, again, I can pull up plays if you need me to. Just him. One, he he's not great at tracking the ball, so it's not even the actual point of contested catching. There's times where he's looking for the ball, and he just completely mis- uh, paces it and then goes up for one hand and drops the ball because he didn't he didn't um, just anticipate the ball's trajectory as well as you should have. So he's not a good tracker. He can't contest a catch. And don't pull up the one – somebody will tag me in the one play he made one-handed. Okay. It's one play out of the other eight or nine I watched. He didn't come down with him. So I'm not drafting a guy at 10 for Yak. I'm sorry. I'm not. Like, I'm, I'm okay with Conklin and Ruckert there. Uh, the only receiver I would consider drafting at 10, and it's all obviously dependent on the situation, is uh, Neighbors. I, I like Neighbors uh, for sure. Um, I think six games deep. I still have to watch another five or six of him. Um, but I, I, I like him. There are some problems with him. Um, I think he's really good acceleration. I think he's really quick in and out of his breaks. I think his top end speed is probably a little bit overrated. Um, I think he gets there very fast, but he's not like a, he's not like a four, two, nine guy. Uh, he might be like a more like a mid four, three guy, uh, which is still great. And it is maybe a little bit higher. It's all about it's all about what's on the field. It's not necessarily the underwear Olympics. You could, you know, Denzel Mims ran a four, three. Was he a four three guy in the NFL? Absolutely not. Was he a four three guy at at Baylor? No. You can run fast. It's all about football speed. So I think his top end speed is very good, not elite. Um, you know, there is sometimes he slips out of breaks. There's some body catches that I don't necessarily like, but uh, his releases have a lot of potential. Um, his quickness, um, his yak, his effort in box. I, I like neighbors. So if he was there. Okay, depending. Like, do we have, do we have Fanton and Wenu, and you're hoping for a tackle? But oh my God, you know, neighbors fell. Let's take neighbors. Okay, I'm cool with it. If you go into the draft and it's Unwenu or Trent Brown or whoever, and nobody else, neighbors versus you know Latham, you might be forced to take Latham. You know, you might be forced to take Latham. Um, even though I don't think neighbors is going to be there realistically. You know, apparently, you know, the Giants need him. I think the Giants are picking out like five or six. Uh, I don't know their offensive line needs. I think if you need. A receiver skipping on neighbors is pretty silly. Um, he's he's a pretty he's a pretty good prospect. He's a pretty good prospect. Um, okay, I'm gonna keep going down. Nice helmet. Yeah, dang MVP, Kyle. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like I said, I might I might put a shield on it. I might put a shield on like one time. Just get like a like a like a smoke one. And then when I'm changing the kid's diaper, just one day, just just do it. All my well, my wife is uh my wife's gonna walk out and be like really like fucking really. But I kind of want to. Uh, I want to play that out a little bit. So let's see. Uh, using a top 10 pick on another guard would be a huge waste. If we want to move AVT to right tackle, we should just sign another mid-level guard to replace him inside and use the pick on a playmaker. Um, yeah, so to me, and I don't know if I've seen you in here, Matt, a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty steadfast on, like, I get that AVT could play tackle. To me, AVT's ceiling at tackle and guard are are much different. I don't, I don't think he's the same player. I think he could be a solid tackle. I think he could be an all pro guard. Give me the all pro guard. So yeah, in in a terrible situation, or if you're forced to put him out there, then okay, it is what it is. But that should not be your plan A. Your plan A is keep him inside. Keep him inside. Do not put ABT at tackle. And again, I don't give a shit what the numbers say. He's not as good there. <laughs> Great video. There's some chuckling. Oh yeah, we laughed at the guy who got slapped. We got laughed. And there's some things in there too. Like if you guys have questions about that, like I want to like there's some things that people just don't know about. If you have questions. Ask me. Like I'll, I'll legitimately tell you. Um, his guard was a little bit down. The guy was hammered. Tactically, not the best. Not the best video for him. Um, when the guy is, you know, 140 pounds and he's hammered, you're not so worried. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, he, he got slapped. <laughs> that was that was funny. Um, 
Okay. So Eagle Fang, I'm gonna keep moving down the chat and I'll go through all my stuff. And then uh, after that, we'll we'll see where we are. Oh, it's already seven oh three. Um, what what is it? What is not being noted? Which by the way, my sign is working now, people. I fixed the room a little bit, tiny bit. Um let me see actually. Let me fix that. That's a little bit better. Okay. Um what is not being noted the entire time is the players are all promoting themselves on X with Pro Bowls and awards, but they are not defending Joe Douglas and Robert Saw. Yeah, that's another point too, Eagle, is uh, you had the thing with Keith Carter a couple of weeks ago where Taylor Lewan calls him out and then Tristan Cologne likes it, likes it. Makai Becton comments on it. Brees Hall, you know, comments with like laughing emojis and people are like, oh, well, how do you know that he's that he's not uh, that he's not mad about it or whatever? It's like, it's, it's pretty obvious. Um, there's a bunch of players who are kind of, seemingly not liking Keith Carter. So they're more outward in their displeasure with the coaching staff. You have Alan Lazard come out, which is another kind of comment about the the article. They mentioned that defensive players were frustrated with Alan Lazard, you know, uh, basically calling out the coaching staff and, he's, and, and defensive players like, dude, you're sucked in your bench. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, who are you to talk? Which I agree with. Um, but the players are more prone to voice their displeasure with the coaching staff than to defend them. Like, nobody said anything this week. Concerning? I would say so. I would say so. You know, I don't I don't think this is the staff. I just don't. And with Yami Fork, I don't think he's a terrible coach, but um, do I think he's the guy to win a Super Bowl with at this point? I, if I had to guess, I would say no. I would say no. Uh, super chat from Siegel North. Congrats on the new family edition. Thanks for the content. I appreciate you. Uh, Siegel North, I actually know a guy named Siegel. I wonder if you're related. Uh, if you're from there, you, you may be, but nonetheless, I appreciate you. Um, yeah, it's been great, man. It's been great. Like there's some days where, you know, and it's, it's obviously new. He's only like two weeks old or whatever, but it's like, dude, I just need like an hour, but I, I, I'm going back to work in like three weeks. I cannot imagine how much I'm going to miss them when I actually go to work, getting a nice 15 minutes, to like collect my thoughts is good, but the actual, uh, like leaving the house, I don't know. I ran some errands the other day and I, I, I miss him for, I was gone for like an hour. Okay. Um, let's see. It seems like JD magically escaped the bulk of the criticism. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I mentioned before, Mister Mister Magics. Mister Magics will say. Uh, yeah. He he. The only criticism he got was, "Oh, Rogers runs the team, not him." Or or he's the assistant GM and Rogers is the GM. And is that all based on the fact that we signed a couple of Rogers guys? Which, like, to a certain extent, yeah, is bad, but. W- if you get like an MVP level quarterback, are you not going to take their recommendations? You know, now do I agree with giving Lazard $11 million a year? No. Do I think that was brutal at the time? I don't transparently. It's not, it's, it's not a good move individually, but if it's going to get you Rogers and okay, it's the Rogers tax. I'm fine with that one. Cobb minimal, minimal type of deal. Okay. Whatever. Billy Turner. Okay. Like tackle five at best. And he was playing sometimes. That's a bad one, but you're talking about like tackle five. The Dalvin cook one was God awful. That's one where, it's either one of two things. One, the Jets don't know what the fuck they're watching. Their pro personnel part, department has no idea about watching football because if you watched him, you know that he was going to be bad. You knew. There was, there's no middle ground on that one. There's no gray area. That's black or white. You either watched or you didn't watch. The people who wanted him to, fell for stats did not watch. That's plain Jane. That's as simple as it is. I don't care. There's plenty of people who said it. There's plenty of people, by the way. Nanya, all these all these people, oh, Nanya's a nerd. Nanya's a nerd. Pro Bowl running back. Nanya's a nerd. You know, Shut up. This is where numbers are stupid. And he also watched the film and he's like, no, this guy is terrible. I also backed his claim up. Yeah, this guy is terrible. 
And then you have a bunch of dudes trying to dunk on Narnia. And all those guys just zip fucking quiet now. Zip quiet. So, hey, whatever. But, um, yeah, that was a terrible move. So, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, so, yeah, the criticism, okay, he's assistant GM to Rodgers. All, all right, fine, whatever. Uh, Taslam says, saw the video, wanted to personally thank you for being an awesome cop from the video. It's clear that you and your coworkers are doing a great job and genuinely care about protecting people. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, <coughs> there are... I'm not going to get into this. There, there are the one or two bad percent. There really are. From what I see from my area, from at least my county, the surrounding towns, there's not there's not as many as people think. You know, um, people like to act like assholes and then blame us. You know, I'm sure that guy was like, oh, fucking asshole cops. It's like, dude, you kind of you we tried to give you a ride home and you slapped us. Eh. And then people in the in the, in the uh, comments were like, oh, you know, aggravated assault. That's not aggravated assault. Aggravated assault is deadly bodily injury. Well, guess what, asshole? When you do it to a cop or a public servant, whether it be like a mail carrier, a uh, fireman, whoever it may be, the charge goes up one. It's pretty, oh, it's not an aggravated assault. It's like, yeah, this is this is just why you don't read comments or you don't really buy into stuff because people are just stupid. Um, I've not seen a tweet, but yeah, it's funny. It's it's a funny video. Yeah, I'll, I'll share the link at the end, maybe if you guys want. Um, I've not seen a tweet comment from Hall Sauce JJ defending Salah, their coach from Blitzing Media. Garrett Wilson's the only person that kept it real and said what was on his mind. Yeah, and then he and then he kind of said like this can't happen and stuff. But then uh, like a week later, I guess they came out and said that uh, and said that um, you know he talked to the coaching staff. And he's like confident in the direction, or whatever it was. Which okay, we'll see. Um, Law at the guy who sent the Bowers highlight reel as a rebuttal, and then saying he'd be laughing if he turns out to be good, as if his process was was superior. And again, like that's kind of where I'm talking about slow mo guy. It's did I ever say that Bowers is never going to be a good player and he's terrible? Is me saying that he's not worth the tenth overall pick? Is me is that me saying he's never going to be good, or he's not worth a first round pick? He might be worth ten if if the Jets didn't have Conklin and Rucker and we weren't trying to win the Super Bowl this year. Like okay, I would understand that pick maybe, but. This year, Bowers, no, like no. So, um, yeah, I'm not gonna pull up those plays. I guess slow mo guy, you saw it. You can go follow me, Jor B31. But I put up those plays. Um, I showed them two weeks ago in the stream. Just the lack of contested catches the guys has, the, the amount of drops he has in easy situations. Um, him getting blown up in the run game for people who think that he's Gronkowski and just gonna block people out of the play. You know, if he can't block a guy at Rutgers or wherever school it was, could can he can he block? You know, uh, I, I don't fucking know whoever we're gonna play. You know, um, Max Crosby, I, I don't think it's going to work out very well. Him blocking in line right now. So yeah, that was his rebuttal. He's like, you don't do, you didn't do enough research, all this stuff. Uh, here's a highlight film. So you could see. I'm like, oh, thanks dude. Thank you. Trump card. You beat me. Your highlight film. Your, uh, your just bomb productions. <laughs> like what? Um, hope the jets trade down from 10 and pick up some more picks it, it, again. Harlan, like it depends who is, who was trading up one and who was there. What is what is what are their grades? What are your grades in terms of okay the tackles you'd expect to maybe be there at ten? Let's say Fuaga Latham or Fashanu versus Morgan versus Fatanu, I think is his name versus Mims. If the grade is drastically different, like yeah, I like extra picks, but at the same time, like we kind of need to plug a hole like the, the, the tackle hole with a solid player. So if it's going to come at getting the worst player, but then also getting like another de- decent developmental guy in a second round pick, like just give me the end like the, the, the the one better player. Like the Jets have a few massive holes to fill. I don't want to like kind of fill it, you know, because like a Mims or a Morgan, one of those guys, like they kind of fill it. Even a rookie in, in the first place kind of fills it. 
because there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area. You know, how do you take the NFL? How does he adjust, etc.? But now you downgrade that for for a lesser prospect. Are you really filling a hole? Like, and I'm not saying this is this is you, Harlan, but we we know what happens in mock draft and all this stuff is like people just like filling holes. You know, like okay, we need a you know we need we need a tackle, we need a receiver, we need a D tackle, we need a backup running back, we need a safety. Player, 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 player. Holes are filled. We're fine. It matters about the. It all. You also have to take into effect the, like the substance, like uh, how good those players are filling that hole. We need a good tackle. So, if there's not a huge gap of those players, fine. From what I've seen of Fatanu, you know, let, let's say it's like okay, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know the trade chart like off the top of my head or anything like that, but like the Jets are at ten. They trade down to sixteen. They get a second round pick. Let's say they get pick fifty six. Latham versus Fatano for me for for a second round pick, I'm probably not taking it. You know, so it it kind of depends. It does. I don't want to just fill a hole to fill a hole. I, I want to fill a hole with a good guy. Two and a half months into the draft, five uh, five different riders will move up into the top twenty. Yeah, guys will fall, guys will rise. That's that's undoubtedly true. Undoubtedly true. Um, at least you're an honest asshole. Congrats on the baby, RJF. Me, dude. Like, it's fine though. Like. And I know that I've seen reviews about my shows and stuff. It's like, oh, you know, not for everyone abrasive. And I completely get that. Like, that's fine. And I know that's maybe like, you know, you have a big round table of Jets content creators. I'm not on that. Is there a reason? Is it because I speak my mind and I actually watch? I don't know. And I, I get along with a lot of those guys. I've been on Green Bean Show. I've been on Boy Green Show. I've been on Jets Media. I've been on Ryan. I've been on Let's Talk Jets, all that stuff. But um. I don't think people always appreciate the honesty. Not even the honesty. I think they try. I, I think so. I, I'm not even saying individually people. I think they try to be honest. But I think a lot of people just go with the emotions. They go with the wind. Um, and I don't like going with the wind. That's specifically why I did this. Uh, I used to do Jet Nation. And I'm not talking shit about Jet Nation because I love Jet Nation. They gave me my start. Um, I started a podcast with a guy named Brandon Dowling. Or actually, sorry. So the long story short is, Brandon Dowling was on a podcast with a uh, solo on Jet Nation. I called in, talked to him about whatever it was at the time, Geno Smith, Mike Vick, whatever, 2013, 2014. After the show, he like messages me and then basically asked me to be co-host. I was co-host. Um, we talked about basically five players, like Muhammad Wilkerson, Sheldon Richardson, Geno Smith, and the other two or three player, top players in the team. Like This feels like very like stupid and I don't like it. Like I want to be, I want to have a more de- in-depth understanding of both football and the team. Cause I'm only really talking about a few guys. Um, and then I think I did it with Vinny or I separated from Dowling and I went to Vinny. And then after Vinny, I was in with Glenn who's still there. And I still didn't feel like we were necessarily getting into the film enough. I left jet nation for TOJ to do like more film based stuff. And that's when I started watching, um, coaching clinics and reading books and trying to figure out like how to actually scout um, and, and review players. And eventually I ended up leaving there because you know, whatever um, jet, jet, jet X is the place for me. Um, but I was doing like the radio host stuff at first, the ESPN stuff, the very shallow opinions with no backing. Um, I just think that with 95% of the opinions out there, if you were to ask why they couldn't follow up with why, and I'm not saying that's podcasters. I'm not calling out the jets content community because most of it is very, very, very good for what it is. But if you're going to rely on opinions that aren't based with any substance, it's, it, it, it was frustrating to me. So then I decided to actually watch, like actually learn how to do it. And I'm not, I'm not Bill Belichick. I'm not even coach Vass or anything like that, but um, 
I don't like being shallow. I like being in depth with stuff. I don't know. I, 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 sorry for like steering off there. Some people are like, I'll click off, whatever. But uh, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. An honest asshole. I'll take that. I'll take being an honest asshole. Uh, and I'll take my my smaller niche of people. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, what do you think of the firing assistant GM Rex Hogan? It was a mutual porting of ways. Was it, was that a nice way of saying firing? Why was he fired? I don't know. Did he want to go explore other opportunities? Why did he want to ex- explore other opportunities? There's really no way to know. Um, I could tell you, and I, I can maybe I can find it. If he was in charge of p- pro player personnel, um, then thank God, thank God he's gone because awful, awful free agencies the Jets have had, like just dreadful. Uh, Joe, if the Jets play in London and you come over, I'll, I'll I'll meet you up and we will have the best time. I'm going. I'm telling you right now. Like it's it's in, you know unless something negatively unfortunate happens, which should, you know won't. Um, I'll be there. I'll be there. If they play in London, Germany, wherever it is, I'm hoping London because I've never been to London. I've been to Germany, uh, even though Germany is fucking awesome. By the way, best beer country in the world, in my opinion, blows Ireland out of the water. I'm sorry for people from Ireland, but uh, just having Guinness and uh, Guinness and was like Smittix at every place, not good enough. Germany, you go to beer, like you go to any place and the beer menu is like yay long and they're all amazing amazing so uh i would love going to germany again but i'm hoping for london hoping for london i'll probably be there or i'm 95 percent sure i'll be there also don't forget joe b carl Loftus is 22 and jj is 25 carl Loftus in two years will be even better yeah okay um again i, I would have to watch carl Loftus, but you're telling me 17 sacks in two years with less talent around him is he better than jj right now how do you quantify i don't know but um, that that seemed to hit at least that Karloff is at least at least going to be a good player. I'm not saying he's necessarily even better than JJ. He's at least a good player. Um, <clears throat> Beloved P says it makes me think the front office is trying to save their jobs. Most Jets fans put the blame for the season falling apart on JD, uh, which is weird that it was hardly mentioned. If I had to blame one or the other, well, Hackett, Hackett, Hackett's a part of it, right? Like Hackett, if you're talking about coaching staff, much more Hackett than Salah, but. What was the bigger, biggest problem with the Jets this year? Salah or Douglas? Douglas. Douglas. Get a backup quarterback. We've said, we said it since, since the day that we thought Rodgers was coming here. Oh, we have to get a backup quarterback too. Even in, in, in Zach Wilson's first year, we said, you need a backup quarterback with this guy. You need a vet backup quarterback to, to show him the ropes. We didn't do shit. So we've been saying you need a backup quarterback for not just this year, three years. They didn't do it. Tackle, again, guy off of torn rotator uh, surgery. Becton, who's been injured every single season, minus this season, you banked on him. Like Cook, Lazard, it's it was more the front office than it was the coaching staff, in my opinion, this year. So um, I'm late. Did you know there's no notification for your stream? Even though I opted for notifications, I had to type in your stream to find you. <laughs> I'm probably getting canceled, right? I don't know. Did I talk? Did I speak positively about police and I'm getting canceled? I could see that. I could see, I could see it. I don't know. Uh, it, it could be the... I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not technically savvy guy. I'm sorry, Kev, but Friday's at six. I've been doing it every Friday at six. Well, every Friday minus last week at six. Contested catch guys um, that can't separate rarely work out in the NFL. Yeah, no, that's it's they definitely have a lower hit rate, RJ. You're definitely right. Um, so it's concerning. It's concerning because he has the physical capabilities to be a a good route runner. Like Mims. Mims had all the capability in the world. Good contested catch guy. Um uh, but it didn't work out for other reasons. And one of the biggest reasons is him being soft mentally. Sorry, just true. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for them to work out. You know, it, it is hard. 
so and it kind of follows that, that question with another one about that. Uh, would you take a Dunze at 10? It depends. Like in a vacuum, is he worth the 10th pick? I would, I could, I, you know, sure, I guess, but who's at our tackles? Because me taking him over Latham's not happening. Me taking him over Fashano is not happening right now. Me taking him over um, Fuaga right now is not necessarily happening. Me taking him over Neighbors is not happening. So it would be a pretty bad situation for the Jets to have to take a Dunze, in my opinion. Now, could it happen? Yeah, sure. Let's say, let's say you get, you know, uh, Owenu and Jonah Williams. You know, and you're comfortable with those guys. And neighbors is off the board, and all those guys are off the board. Okay, I think I, I would take him. Is he like option C or D instead of A or B? Yeah, yeah. Matt says, are there any later tackles that you think could play right tackle right away? Maybe develop into a left tackle later, like later tackles. I don't know, Matt. Again, I'm I'll, I'll, I'm very transparent with that stuff. I don't, I haven't watched enough of guys to say yeah, this guy in the third round. I, I could just list off names in the third and fourth round and say yeah, these guys are good, and maybe they could, but I haven't watched them, so I don't know. Um, do I want to just pick a guy in the later rounds and, and hope it works out? No, like get that guy in the first round, get him in the first round, mid first round, trade down, whatever it may be, get him in the first round. Um, and also the, the left tackle, right tackle conversation to me is largely overrated. It's largely overrated. You know, where does CJ Watt rush from? Mostly he rushes against your right tackle, right tackles are very, very important too. So Latham. If he's if if he's if he's a right tackle, he's been a right tackle for whatever it is, three years at Bama, two years at Bama. I don't know if he's a, bit, a sophomore, junior, whatever it is. Um, let him play right tackle. I'm fine with him playing right tackle. Sign a left tackle. Uh, so it's largely overrated in my opinion, the left tackle versus right tackle thing. But I don't I don't want to get a guy in the later rounds unless it was a situation where okay, like I said before, you get in a when you get another guy, and then you draft the guy in the third round. Okay, I'm I'm okay with that situation. But uh, to to actually like sport off names of guys I've watched or anything like that, again, I I just think it's uh, shallow to give you a bunch of names of. And my only research would be highlight films and other people's scouting reports. You know, you need to throw the bag at Tyron Smith. Just make sure we have a good backup because he'll probably miss a few games. Yeah, he's an option out there, um, RJ. But what is the contract? You know. Um, and one of our own now, Andrew uh, Falco, um, I think it's Falco, get article out there. Again, just transparency. Uh, I saw it was like $20, $25 million a year for a guy who misses four, five, six games a year. That's probably a little bit high to me. So you're talking about like Tyron Smith at $22 million versus Unwenu for 13 Give me Unwenu. Uh, so it kind of depends on the price. And then like you said, it's, it's who's the backup. So you have to consider that if you sign him, and you should have good backups regardless, right? But you're you're, you're obviously clearly emphasizing that you need a, a backup specifically f- more for Tyron Smith. So Tyron Smith then costs you 20, let's just say $21 million a year, plus the backup who's going to cost you, let's say George Fant at five. Actually, George Fant's even more than that because he actually played decent this year. Let's just say, for context, George Fant a few years ago, five, $6 million a year, so really costs you like $26 million. Is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know with Tyron Smith. Harold says, I love Jackson Powers Johnson. I would trade. I, I saw some clips of him in the senior ball. It looks nasty. Um, I would trade down, take him at, take him, put Tippmann on guard, and then take Christian Jones, Jordan Morgan. At t- yeah, it's, um. could I see a situation where the Jets, well, I don't I don't know, because then who's the tackle? You're talking about take Christian Jones, Jordan Morgan, Tyler Guyton with a pick, and and we acquire trade back up to do it if needed. Could you see like a situation, or, or how about we just take a guy at 10 and then tr- you, you trade a, you know, a third and a future third or whatever to get up in the second to get him or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a lot of 
me talking about names that I'll know about. You know, am I comfortable with Christian Jones? Am I comfortable with Jordan Morgan, Guyton as starting tackles in a year where we absolutely dreadfully need a tackle? I don't know, but I like what I saw from him. That's what I could say. I can I can say that at the minimum. I, I I watched some of him in the Senior Bowl, and he looks nasty. So that was, and he moves pretty well for his size, by the way. I didn't um I didn't anticipate him being as heavy as he is. So would you be reluctantly okay starting the season with Donald People Jones and one rookie wide receiver? No, no. Donald People Jones is like a th- like a th- like a, a three at best, and a rookie wide receiver. So you're talking about Garrett. Is, is that rookie wide receiver like Odunze or Neighbors? Is that enough though? Garrett Wilson, Donald People Jones, and a rookie receiver. That's not enough to me. That's not enough. Give me like give me if if you're getting a a, a DPJ. Give me Boyd with him at the minimum. Or give me, uh, if it's Curtis Samuel, DPJ, and a rookie wide receiver, okay. It's not it's not an A-plus. You didn't nail the receiver position. Do I think that Rodgers can get away with that and still, and still win it all? I do. If that money that you didn't spend on Devontae, Pittman, Evans, whoever it is, is now dedicated to getting, let's just say, Tyron Smith for shits and giggles, okay, fine. But if you didn't address either with a big splash and DPJ is your answer, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. I'm going to be pretty pissed off. Uh, do, do we cut Lakin this year? I think we save eight, uh, $8 million if so. I actually looked it up, and somebody brought this up last week, Dylan, or two weeks ago. If it's a designated post-June 1st cut, it's $13 million. If I'm not mistaken, $13 million, you could find a better uh, guard than than him for $13 million. So, yes, cut Lakin, please. Please cut him. Jealous of the Titans getting Bill Callahan. Yeah, he's a stud offensive line coach. I've watched some of his clinics. They do it's very smart. Um, if the team respected solid, they wouldn't. De- I don't think they do necessarily. You know. Side note: Are you sleeping enough after having a kid? Yeah, enough. I worked. I worked midnights for three years where I slept. You know, three, four, five hours of broken sleep, broken up sleep. Uh, you know, sleeping five or six now some days. It's it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Dan says, will Rogers hundred percent walk if the front office fires Hackett and or Sala before the season, like retire. I, I, I just, honestly, Dan, like, I don't, I don't think it's real. Sala, no Sala, no Hackett. Maybe. Um, I don't think it's realistic though. Like it's not even gonna happen. So I don't want to even pour any, uh, brain power into it. Wonder if JD might be using his front office, uh, his front office to shift blame on or his FO. To shift or his front office, he had to shift blame on Salah uh, to get him fired, to give him a chance to hire another coach. Remember, this is the same organization that fired Bowles and kept McCagnan. Um, did they keep McCagnan? Yeah, they kept McCagnan, and in that same organization, hired Gase and then fired McCagnan and kept Gase and then hired Douglas. It was an absolute shit show. Um, so I could, yeah, I, I guess I can, I can see that possibility. Do I think that's really what's happening? No. Do I think it's just them realizing they're on the hot seat, uh, and, and trying to shift more blame to the coaching staff? I like, maybe it could be that, but at the same time, like if this fails, everybody's gone, everybody's gone. Narnia is a nerd. Sure. Yeah, fine. I would, I think Narnia would admit to being a nerd. Narnia was still right though. And people try to dunk on him unnecessarily. Um, you know, so. Did you change your old your old Lufushana take? The dude is insane in pass pro. Had one bad game this year. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't change it. I don't. I think he's the third or fourth tackle in this class. I think he is. Um, I, I, I get. I so I figured out that a lot of the hype came from 2022 with him, not 2023. Um, I watched all of 2023 from him, 
And I see a guy who's raw in the run game, very, very raw in the run game. And to say insane in pass pro, uh, you know, if that's your opinion, fine. Um, I disagree with that. And I, I have at least film that I think backs it up, that he's not so insane in pass pro. Um, he he does a technique where typically, you know, he kind of he kind of just soft punches with the inside hand and then the outside hand catches you. Um, and there are guys in the NFL who are going to bull rush the shit of that because the punches don't really deliver um, a pop, you know? So you try to softly punch Max Crosby, good luck stopping him. Good luck because your ass is going to be uh, into the quarterback. Um, uh, and then there was times, you know, in the run game and getting stood up by linebackers, hand scooping from low. So I, I, I just disagree that he's insane in pass pro. I, I think that's a false narrative about him. Um, I just do. I just do. Let's see if I have, like any bad. I, I'm sure I have bad pass plays of him. Rashano. Yeah, I have good plays. Pass pro discipline. Good. Feet hand stall. Pa- stunt pass off. Stunt pass off. Good. Big step scoop. I'm sure that's not good. Reset handing latch. That's good. Not reach. Blow up play overset. Is this a pass play? Well, that's technically a pass play. Like he's not, let me say, like he's not so uh, like technically sound all the time. Share screen. Where is this window? Monos. I'll just do entire screen. Doesn't really matter. Like this play. Where is that? Where'd that go? Like, is he so amazingly disciplined? Like insane? Two at once, stunt pickup where inside punt hurts. Okay, so let's watch another pass play. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to dunk on you here. I'm just, I'm just, just trying to show you some stuff. Like, again, and this will actually get broken down later on. Where inside punch hurts. Okay, let's watch him get bull rushers. I'm sure that's what happens. Okay, you know, not a fumble, but he just, he just let up a hit. And again, if that's, if this is who, not 44, whoever that is, Max Crosby, is that different? Beat Coffee House. Okay. This is called, I love coffee house stunts. You rarely see them, but I love them. Okay. Like insane in pass protection. Are you sure? Uh, clunky second level. Like this is the run game right here. Like completely whiff, like not even get a hand on a guy. So this is what I was watching. People like, oh, he's a lock. He's a lock top five guy. Are you sure? Bad down play. Bad, bad down block right here. Let's a guy get back in the play immediately. And he doesn't get in. He doesn't actually, well, he, does he actually make the tackle? Yeah, he does. He didn't hold the block for half a second. Pancake, shut it brown. Good pass break. There's good plays for sure. There's good plays. But it overset. Let's see what this one is of him right here. That's a pretty bad play in the pass game. Not reach balance, not overcommit. Good, good, good. And again, I, I know I'm specifically pulling up bad plays, but this is, we're talking about elite pass pro. <laughs> Insane. I've seen insane. I don't think he's insane. Yeah. You know, feet, hands, stall. Okay, let's watch left tackle again. Didn't hold the block for, you know, for two for more than two seconds there. Quick anchor. Like, there's good stuff. Highway shed. Let's watch one more, and then and I'll, and I'll stop. But this is this is the stuff I'm watching. People are like, oh, I, you know, Blue's an idiot. He think he he, he doesn't think Fashano is some stud. Okay. There's some problems. There are some problems with him. So, um, yeah, uh, he is my, he's fighting for my third, but 
individually as a player, he's my fourth, but I think he might be a better fit at tackle. You know, tackle. So let me go back. I'm trying to show some people some stuff, but that's the people who are saying, oh, well, he's an idiot. Okay. Let's see. I'm an asshole. Must be why I like you. <laughs> All right, Tyson. I like that. <clears throat> Y'all garbage fix that horrible offensive line. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess I guess this is a Cowboys fan who doesn't have anything better to do on a Friday night than go to Jetstream. Unless you can't make long term plans and you have a bit, uh, yeah. Mm. Quoting sacks as a pass rush met- metric. Are you talking about me in, in terms of Carl Loftus? And I, and and uh, <clears throat> just to preface this, yep, I did specifically say that this is a shallow argument. I'm looking up stats, so I preface it, buddy. If you're trying to if you're trying to dunk, rejected, because <clears throat> I clearly acknowledge that before it, and I brought up a lot of examples of why even sacks could be different. Sacks are much different. One sack to another can be, is one sack after five seconds. Is one sack sack after two and a half seconds. So, okay. David Morgan's just a troll or just an idiot, whatever, probably both. Um, come on, hoping Brownlee can get reps. I like watching his releases and he can go up and get it. It would rather, yeah, okay. Um, Simon, I'm not necessarily with you. I, you know, Brownlee was hyped in, in, in camp and then preseason, he really sucked. Like he got jammed all the time, like jammed all the time. And this is another thing I want to bring up too. Um, and this is something that I can specifically mention because I talk about this all the time with Marcus Coleman. Uh, go back and watch us watch Sauce. Go back and watch us watch whatever DBs were breaking down. Um, Sauce did like a good thing in in quoting uh, Brownlee Jr.'s film uh, in terms of like, yeah, your base is very shallow pre-snap, uh, and it's leading to he didn't even say it, but it's it's leading to jump splits and him being off balance and him being on his heels. That's like a very elementary thing. What are DB coaches coaching at the collegiate level, or even in in, in high school, even at the NFL level? Like if you're seeing a guy as stance is that shallow and he's jump splitting every rep and you're not fixing it you're a terrible db coach like that is elementary stuff we're not talking about shuffles we're not talking about weight distribution we're talking about his feet being too close together and he had to be corrected by sauce on that and you're and you're trying to go into the draft like what like what are we doing like what are the coaches doing you know i don't know I would take P. Caliber over Sala, Bill, and uh, yeah. If you're talking about like if I can just put him in his place and nothing else changes, and there's no organizational dis- dis- dysfunction, where I take P. Caliber over Sala, hundred percent, hundred percent. Tyron restructured for six million. I I think he will be a twelve, be twelve million after a good season. Uh, I'm not sure. Are you talking about like is he going to be like a twelve million dollar contract? If that's the case, then sure. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I think it's even more than that. I could be wrong. Ezra Cleveland, yeah. Boba Jet, congratulations on the new baby. I appreciate that. <laughs> congratulations, Prada, another blew it. Uh, yeah. What's up, blew it? What's up, Wild Wave? Um, I wonder if JD would trade into the top seven picks to get alt. We would have to get, we would have to at least get past the Titans. If he's there, what does it cost though? Like the Jets have some holes to fill. How does free agency go? Do I think Alt is that much better than the other tackles he's worth trading up for? Probably. You're talking about like seven, pick uh, pick seven. So you're trading, you know, I don't know, like a second and a third, like this year's third and next year's second, maybe even more than that. Um, not go with like the the draft value chart at the top of my head. I think it's a possibility. He's he's never traded down. He's traded up. So if he sees the Jets as, hey, you filled receiver, you 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 got you got Calvin Ridley. You got Owenu for the one side. 
you re-signed Cody Adams, you got Clark back, you got Quentin Jefferson back, you you found a, a fat run stuffer, um, and your biggest hole, like the only hole that you really, really need to fill is that tackle spot and you're confident the rest of your roster. Do you want to trade up? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with getting aggressive. I am. Um, what free agent running back would you compliment Hall, J.K. Dobbins on one year approval? I saw that. Um, the thing with J.K. Dobbins is like this is his third year, and he's had like so many injuries, so many injuries. So it doesn't. It's not necessarily like a stylistic thing because I think Brees Hall could do a little bit of everything. I would say, <clears throat> if anything, more of like a bruising running back, a guy who can run between the tackles because Hall is a little bit more of like a home run hitter, a guy who's not necessarily going to get you like two or three dirty yards all the time. Um, and this is not going to necessarily be popular just because of like the whole the whole Packers thing, but getting a guy like AJ Dillon. Okay, and I'd have to watch more of him. It's just more like body type thing. And I can see it, obviously, Packers connection, uh, Rodgers connection. Um, but it's not necessarily like a stylistic thing. I just think they need a guy who's capable. I don't think Izzy's enough. You know, J.K. Dobbins, how confident the injuries, Kareem Hunt, A.J. Dillon, something like that. Okay. <laughs> um, so... He's given up, or I guess this is about Fashano, 15 pressures and 800 pass blockings. Uh, so, and half of them were against Ohio State. Again, translatable. There are some, okay, a hug technique. A hug technique might work against Rutgers. You know, you, you, you go, you set, and instead of punching the guy, you just hug him because you know that hugging him, he's not going to be able to move left or right because you have you, you you have him by the shoulder pads and hopefully you quarter turn and get that back activated. Okay, that's awesome. You can control a guy like that at Rutgers. If you do that, Rick's Max Crosby, have fun. So you can't just say, oh, well, stats, because there's there's some plays that are not translatable to the NFL level. They're just not. Um, I'm not and again, this is this is going to be something where, oh, he hates Fashano. No. I'm just saying he's not some stud guy who's a slam dunk second guy after all. I do not feel that way at all about him. Um, Joe says, how many starters do you think the Jets need? One tackle, two tackles, starting receiver, if not two starting receivers. I, I, I consider 11, 11 personnel is the new starting receivers. So two tackles, two receivers, safety, D-tackle, six. Six and safety could be as easy as bringing Clark back. I like Clark a lot. I really, really do. Um, that could be as easy as that. Quentin Jefferson, bring him back. Bring an Al Woods type back, but probably not Al Woods. I think he retires after you know his age, his weight, and and tearing his ACL, Achilles, whatever it was. So, um, uh, yeah, I would say six, but I think like two of them are pretty easily filled by D tackle and safety. <laughs> Uh, blew it. You seen Rome and neighbors yet? Yeah, I watched, I think I'm on games. No, I just finished game six of neighbors and I watched all of Roma, Roma Dunze's, um, season, but one game. Cause I'm gonna leave it before I do the review. So yeah, I've watched them, uh, both yet. I definitely have neighbors higher, uh, for sure. Higher than Roma Dunze. Like in, in a vacuum, Odunze is the 10th pick for whatever the situation may be. It's like, it's, I'll be like lukewarm. Like, okay, I get it. Don't love the player. That same situation, you know, in a vacuum, whatever that situation may be, neighbors to pick a 10, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Early on, though, I'm five games in. I have probably eight more games to watch or so, I think, I have on schedule. Um, thoughts on Guyton? I don't I don't have enough to say anything. Um, a lot of my reviews for the draft stuff will be after the draft. I can talk about the top guys pretty confidently because I've watched them all or very confidently because i watched them all. Um, but I don't want to, you know, I, I might watch these guys in passing, but I don't, I don't know. A lot of my stuff like will come after the draft. So the guys in the second, or sorry, not the second, 
I guess, right? The, the third round, the fourth round, the sixth round are going to all be reviewed. Um, but pretty much after the top guys, I, I start watching free agent guys and I start watching Jets players. So I'm going to finish, um, I'm going to finish neighbors and alt in the next few days. And then I'm going to start working on Will McDonald, Tony Adams type reviews. Would you pick Broderick Jones? If uh, Kev, I didn't. So last year I didn't watch the draft stuff because I thought our first round picks and go for Rogers. So I didn't watch Broderick Jones enough. Just being realistic. Um, Oh yeah, body is Brownlee's getting bodied. I agree with you. Just any want anyone. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Simon, I understand that. Lazard is terrible, but uh, again, and just showing you the shallowness of some evaluations. Everybody loved Brownlee because of one highlight catch, maybe two highlight catches. Maybe I forgot one. Um, but then he went to the preseason game and he got locked up, and he catches the ball like this every time. Catches the ball like that. He never catches with his hands. Broderick Jones would be OT two in the trail. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, Kev. Based on what I've heard. Uh, or what I heard of him last year, I didn't love the prospect. Again, very passively, only having 3% of the information I should. Um, I think he's probably below the top four guys in this draft. Um, Joe, what team would you switch to once you're done with the Jets? Um, so realistically for me, I, and this is only like, let's say if the Jets disbanded and they just were not a franchise anymore, it would probably be the Ravens, not trying to be a front runner. Um, but Giants, absolutely not. So, so my my thing is, it has to be within my geographical location. Like, it has to be within a, you know, fifty to or not even fifty. It has to be within a hundred, two hundred mile radius. So, it would be either and and the the Commanders are such a shit show now. But it would be either the Commanders or the Ravens because I can drive to watch their games. It's not the Giants. It's not the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles. It's not the Pats. It's not the Bills. Um, so it would be the the Commanders or the or the Ravens. I would say probably the Ravens though. I've always liked their jerseys and I like their history. Ed Reed, you know, and, and they're actually pretty successful. So what I really want to go if picking from the Jets to the Commanders, like why? I'm just picking more misery. So it would be the Ravens. According to Walter Football, uh, Rex Hogan convinced Douglas to draft the Wilson. Some people wanted to run back. But like, did he? Like, I, I don't know. Does does Walter, Walter, what does Walter Football know? Walter Football also said that, you know, uh, you know that Malik Neighbors' only weakness is is his is his size. That's it. It's the only thing he's he's, he's not good at. It's just his size. And what are his connections? Like I don't I don't believe anybody. Blood the piece. I'm sorry. I just don't. So like regardless, if it's him, you, it has to be very reputable. Like Walter Football. Some people wanted to run it back with Donald and draft Pitts, Sewell, Chase. I'm I'm not sure. I believe that that would have been better. You know, looking back Monday morning quarterbacking, taking Penny Sewell. I would take Penny Sewell over Chase. I actually, uh, no, no, actually, no, I have to watch, honestly. I, I, I hate saying stuff like that and not watching. Chase, probably face value, but I know Sewell's been really good too. Uh, stay at 10, tag and trade Huff for some picks. Ideally, you keep Huff. It just depends on how much he wants. It depends. I hate to trade up when we just had to lose that last game. I know, I know, Kev. Yeah, right. Like, do we even think about that Pats game right now? Like, we I think we could have been like pick was it pick six? We could have been pick six. And it could have been one of like neighbors or alt, pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, that'd been great. But unfortunately, they they won. It's it is what it is. It is what it is. Home run hitter like Dylan, yes. A a, a punish oh, a home run hitter like Dylan, yes. A punishing running back that tire. Yeah. You think Becton could play guard or is he just ass? I think he's just ass at this point. Or he was 
he was better in the beginning of the year. I think he might have faced some injuries. Um, so it's not like he was brutal all season. He was still not good early in the season. But the thing with guards is the, the, the contact is so quick there. Um, and you get bull rush so often that size like that, like in terms of like height, doesn't typically work out. So just based on his physical profile, it's not good. And then you're talking about moving a guy from tackle who's never played guard. Is it possible? Could he? Sure. Should they? No, you know, can we afford DJ Reader to replace Woods? Um, DJ Reader's a stud though, Kev, right? Like he's a, and, and isn't, isn't he like smaller? Is DJ Reader smaller? I, I could be mistaken. Let's see. Uh, wait. 327. Okay. So he's not, he's not that small. He's actually pretty big. What did he, what, what was his stats looking like this year? Yeah. One sack. Yeah. I don't know, Kev. Hey, if you like DJ Reader and he's that, and he's that run stuffing guy, I trust your opinion. Sure, a guy like DJ Reader can 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 replace him. I now, with that being said, the Jets can sign DJ Reader, and I can go watch DJ Reader and be like, "What the fuck was Kev talking about?" Even though I'm not, I know you're not individually endorsing him. You're just asking. Um, I the weight profile says yes. So, um, I really like McConkey and Roman Wilson. Uh, will they be available in round two if the Jets can get a second for help? Do you like them? Yeah, see, like anybody Jets super fan, I don't know. I don't know. I know I know McConkey is like that. He's like that white receiver who runs um really really good routes, but some people think like his his physical ceiling is pretty limited. Um, so a guy like that is even worth a second round pick with not high physical upside. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know. Um, and then Roman Wilson's a guy who I haven't watched. Um, again, just transparency. What about the two receivers? If Randall Cobb wants to come back because he only had last year one year deal, but Adams from the Raiders only. I don't know about Randall Cobb. He only had. No. no. Okay, Kev, I'm going to blame you. I'm going to watch DJ Reader. If they sign him and they suck, so I'm just going to blame you. <laughs> I'm going to blame you. Uh, Beloved pieces, I'm looking forward to the Carter Warren review. Some people seem to think that he could be solid backup next season. Yeah, I, I think those are the three biggest question marks on the team, right? Um, and let me know like, Let me know if you guys want to watch other, um, other uh, players, but I think the biggest question marks are, okay, how did Tony Adams really play? Because he's sort of depend on him to be you know, a free safety next year and a hopeful Super Bowl run. How did Carter Warren play? Um, how did McDonald play? Like those are the three, those are the, those are the uh, three biggest questions. So the three biggest questions. Let me go back into my notes a little bit. Um, Carter Warren, a better left tackle or right tackle? I'll tell you, because he he played both. He played both this, this season. He played a little bit of right tackle, right? Unless I'm mistaken, but he played left tackle at Pitts. You're, you're, you're assuming he'd be better at left tackle. Again, um, so you probably assume he was better there when you're watching so many plays, you kind of tend to forget like, okay, better performances left or right. But again, I'm going back soon and watching. So I'll have a better answer for you in a week or two. Randall Cobb, who might want to come. He only did one year signed up for, but Adams, if he wants to come because he, th- I, Allison, I, I don't, I never know. I'm sorry. I just never, I don't know if it's like a voice thing. I don't know if it's like a language thing. Maybe it's not your first language. I can't understand it live. Yes, both. Yes, he played both. Yeah, no, I, I thought he played. I thought he played both. Um, but he played left tackle at Pitts. You're assuming he was at left tackle, but this is why I think beloved Peaches say it. I, I, I'm also looking forward to the Carter Warren review because those are ones that I know are not going to like hit in terms of people wanting to watch Carter Warren reviews. But for my own, not mental, my 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 own me, I want to watch those guys. Like I know what Garrett is, I know what Q is, I know what Sauce are. Those are the ones to, for the to appease to the fans. 
the ones that I'm excited for are the Adams, the Warrens, the McDonald's, you know? So I felt like that, I feel like that right side was open 24 seven, man. Yeah. I, again, I, that's, I, I think I'm doing McDonald's first because that's pretty pressing right now, like him versus Huff. And then I might do quarter one right after, uh, Josh Jacobs. Would he be better team with him and hall? I haven't watched Jake. Yeah, it'd be awesome. But like, we're going to be spending, you know, what eight, nine, ten million dollars on Josh Jacobs? It's it's a little bit much, right? Like, Brees Brees is enough of a stud. He's a stud enough, he, or he's a stud, right? So you don't need to do the whole like duo backfield thing with him. You need to run him seventy five percent of the reps, give twenty percent to the to the number two and five percent. You know, you don't want to pay Josh Jacobs and force him in when Brees Hall can just do most of the work, right? Like, we don't need to spend that much on a backup running back. Warren has looked better um, than Mitchell from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. From what I've seen too. Um, again, transparently, especially towards the end of the year, you start to lack focus because they just suck and it's not fun to watch. Um, I'm not necessarily zeroing in on Carter Warren unless a play significantly stands out. But I thought he was more impressive than I thought he would be. So Carter Warren would be an interesting review, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to go back to my notes a little bit and let the chat build up and then I'll jump out of here. Um, so let me just, I guess, I'll. is there anything I missed? Ha- yeah. So athletic article, Hackett's not a good coach. Um, I mentioned I, I put in my notes here that Diana Rossini clearly has a vendetta, or in my opinion, is at least not maybe not a vendetta. That's a strong word. Does she have a a Jets bias and Aaron Rodgers bias? I think so. So do I take most of it with a grain of salt? Yes, I do. Um, Salah giving up, you know, looking at coaches, you know, Hall of Fame head coaching records. Um, before they had a good quarterback or with a backup quarterback, that's quite embarrassing if that's true. But again, is it even true? Um, probably because that's the only, you know, he said it in the media quite frequently, like, oh, we lost Aaron Rodgers, you know, Rodgers is, uh, Rodgers is out, Rodgers is out, you know, they're infatuated with him and, and he went down and they kind of just threw their hands up. They gave up and that's frustrating. Like one of my biggest problems with Salah. Um, is there anything else? Lazard made comments. Defenders got mad at him. That, that, that was out there. Um, again, that would be pretty obvious. Like we were mad at Lazard, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know after what week that was, but and nobody's going to do it. But there's there's a stream out there where we talked about Lazard criticizing the coaching staff, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, dude, you're not even fucking playing. Like you got 11 million dollars, and you got you're inactive for what three four games this year, and there's so many games we had like one or two catches. Like you are a scrub, and you're talking shit. A scrub. Oh, by the way, I could put this like right back here. That's kind of cool. Like that. How should we do it? Like that. I don't know. I didn't realize I can kind of I can I can prop that up in the background maybe. I don't know. I can do something. It's a nice freaking house. I'm gonna see. actually I'm not gonna wear it. I feel like an idiot. It's awesome though. Thank you, Kyle. Again. <clears throat> um, solid. The I'm just I'm literally just going through my notes. Somebody said I think Ryan from Jets Talk said that he had a source that said that the leak came from Taylor Embry, the running backs coach who was just let go. Is that true? Again, I don't know. Throwing that there into the ether because Ryan did. It's obviously possible. Um, yeah. Okay. That's about it. Pro personnel. Oh, wide receiver coach, uh, Sean Jefferson. That was something they let go of Azizi or whatever the hell his name was. And some people were drawing connections from uh, Cortland Sutton to the Jets because the because he was the receivers coach for the Broncos from like 2018 to 2020 or 2021 or something like that. Um, so they're drawing some connections to Sutton, who I think is another good option if you could trade for him, you know, a third or a fourth round pick. I think that's um, more than feasible. Um, but they 
let go of him. Or actually, they didn't do anything with him that I heard about, but they brought in Sean Jefferson, so you have to assume that he's fired. They also brought in the new running backs coach, Tony Dews. They let go of Embry. Do I like that the Jets are like the clear definition of like nepotism where it's, hey, or not, maybe not. Yeah, I guess nepotism, but it's like Keith Carter, Todd Downing, Tony Dews. Like, let's just bring in all the fucking Titans. Like, are we doing this because Vrabel's going to be the coach? Like, what's the, what's the, there's, there's conspiracy theories out there for that. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't like that. We're like the New York Titans. So maybe, maybe they're hinting to the fact that the Jets are going to go back to the Titans throwbacks because we are basically are the Titans with the coaching staff. We're the, uh, we're the Green Bay Titans at certain points. So pretty bad. Uh, I, I wrote in the video or wrote my notes, the, the sauce coach up again. If, if you have to be coached up that your feet are too close together pre-snap, I think your college coaches are ass because I, I'm not even trying to be whatever. Um, that is like elementary cornerback uh, stuff. Elementary. Have your feet ready before the snap. If you're high like that, if you're high and if you're shallow, your body, no matter what, when a guy comes at you, you tend to separate to try to get a better, um, a, be- a better base. And when you're when you're high or on your heels, you weights back and then you can't react. Like yeah, everybody should have their feet staggered, you know, or a little bit, st- you know, not, not not staggered. That's not what I meant. About shoulder width apart, good bend in the knees. Then a lot of coaches trying to avoid jump splits. Because again, when a guy comes at you really quickly, your body has a tendency to go back and, and feet separate because you're trying to brace for that contact. A lot of coaches, it's not a false step, it's a kick step. Um, a false step is when you actually don't mean a step, but a lot of coaches, because your body wants to move, they teach you to move before your body um, moves improperly. So a lot of guys will teach, okay, a left or a right kick step, depending on where you are, so you can avoid the jump split. Like That's even more complex than just, hey, have your feet spread out instead of really shallow. So like I like that sauce did that, but it made me question his whoever that guy's college coaches were. Like what, what elementary? <clears throat> okay, I'll go down for a few more questions and I'll jump out of here. Uh, ah, I'm gonna do it for the last couple of questions. Ryan, Ryan wears the uh, I'm not buckling the chin strap. Ryan wears the 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 the, the flight cap. I'm gonna start wearing the helmet, <laughs> the Jets helmet. I should get a visor. I should advise you're not going to come on here hammered or, or uh, take an edible. And you guys would never know. <clears throat> um, Warren has looked better than Mitchell. From what I've seen, Mitchell looks completely outmatched at times. Carter Warren. Okay. Yeah. Everyone went these, through these Highlander prime. The Zach Wilson fails elsewhere under a more, uh, until Zach Wilson fails elsewhere under a more competent coaching staff, despite his rough go with his team. I lean more towards the idea that Jets regime ruined him. I think he's more. Ta- oh, dude. Highlander Prime. He's more talented than Sam, undoubtedly. That's there is there is zero wiggle room with that talent. Undoubtedly, he was a definitely a better athlete, definitely a better arm than Sam Darnold. Do I think the Jets? I think that people don't value where people go enough. Um, busts are not just busts. Like, would Sam Darnold be a bust if he went to the Niners? Would Zach Wilson be a bust if he went to the Niners? Don't give me the Trey Lance stuff. I'm just giving you good teams. It's far or it's at least undoubtedly less likely in my opinion um so there's a possibility yeah the, J- the jets ruin a lot of people they've ruined a lot of quarterbacks i'm not going to defend them in that i'm not going to defend them in that they're all waiting for rogers to save them good luck hey it's possible um wasn't lazard the guy playing soccer and warms or something dude's a clown yeah like every warm-ups the motherfucker can't catch when he's kicking a soccer ball around helps him with his feet that still suck 
Uh, RJ says Samini thinks the Jets won't tag uh, tag Huff afraid with getting stuck with a large cap hit if nobody bites. Uh, think they'll lowball ball him and then just let him walk for nothing. I don't agree with that observation. It's possible though, right? Because Huff has to sign the franchise tag, right? And he can he could wait until like is it July or June or something like that to sign it. So he could kind of hold the Jets by the balls. Um, which why would he do that? But I guess it's a possibility. But the thing with the tag is, and, and I made a mistake pr- prior to this saying like, Hey, you know, no team's going to pay him 22, $23 million. You can tag and trade and then rework the contract. So I, I would say it's possible that, that he's not, uh, that he's not tagged. I feel like that he's not tagged. Um, but if they're going to get rid of him or if it's, if, if he is off the team, I would say tag and trade is the most likely, but Again, what if teams don't bite for the Jets' asking price? And, and then you have to have that cap space cleared up for him to be under the books for that $22 million, and then you're not going to be able to sign free agents. So, hey, we want Zeitler for $8 million, but we have Huff and nobody wants to trade for him for acting price, and so now do we have to get lowballed? Because, hey, that's that, that team might know that, hey, the, the Jets only have $4 million right now, and they need to start signing guys because wave one of free agency has, has left. Wave two of free agency has left. Oh, shit. They need to get rid of this guy if they're going to trade him. So let's lowball him, lowball them because they they the Jets need to, to, to trade him. That's possible. It's 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 in there. If you could redo a trade, the redo a trade, would you veto Kevin Durant or AR trade? AR has more power than JD. Um, are you saying either one, either one? Uh, no, Rodgers, like it's, it's this coaching staff is going to be, it might have been doomed regardless. So at least getting Rodgers gives us a possibility. Like you can have a really shitty coach at, at OC, whatever it might be, maybe. And because Rodgers has like a Hall of Fame mind as well, he might be able to make the, because Salah is good on defense at, at least, right? Salah and Ulbrick are great on, on, on defense. They're great. You know, top five, top 10 defense this year, um, undoubtedly, most likely, you know, probably top five. That's there because of Salah. So if you bring an AR and he basically is your offense and he can bring that offense to at least mediocrity, you can win the Super Bowl with that. So I, I, I'm never going to regret the Rodgers decision. It sucks they got injured. It makes us question it more. But he was kind of our only hope for for the light, you know, with the staff. So unless the, unless the question is, hey, would you rather not do the Rodgers trade and just blow it up a year early? Okay, I see that more as a question. But with this staff, I think Rodgers was the only saving grace. He's the only guy who could save you. It's possible this year. Get him an offensive lineman or three, get him a receiver or two, fill up some minor holes in the defense, and and you have a top five, top ten defense, probably top five. Like I said, mediocrity is what you need from the offense to win the Super Bowl. I believe the athletic bit, uh, bit about Salah checking his record because while I think he's a clown, but Beningo said Salah was texting him records of other. Beningo's a clown too, though, dude. Like I, I, I've when I'm, I'm proud to promote this. I've listened, I've listened to zero Joe Beningo on the radio. The only thing I've heard of Joe Beningo has been passively through Twitter clips. He's a joke. I don't care what he says. I really couldn't care less. I don't know. Uh, if the Jets do clean house next year, would they be appealing location for GMs and head coaches? <laughs> kind of depends on what's what. He, what do they think about Woody Johnson? You know, the Jets don't have the the. They're not the Niners. You know, they're not they're not like a high and mighty franchise. They're not like a respected franchise. So do people love Woody Johnson? I, I would say like a mediocre place, you know, New York and all that stuff. But the same thing, you know, you, you get all the glitz and glamour with New York, but you also get, you know, absolutely raped with taxes. So do you want to do that? I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's an I don't think it's like an A plus spot. I don't think it's an F though. 
Um, if if AR era ends without even a playoff game, we are in deep shit. We're in deep shit. Even we're in deep shit regardless, right, Kev? It's just what mindset are we going into that deep shitness with? It's not a word, but I'd rather go into deep shit with a Super Bowl because either way, we're kind of fucked after he leaves, most likely. You know, retain some of your good players, retain JJ, retain you got you got to you got to get back at least Sauce and Wilson, Brees. Is what it is, man. Running backs, you, you know, you can't get attached to them. They they leave so so often. But um, bring back Sauce, JJ, Garrett Wilson, those type of you know the young guys. Um, but we're gonna have a few bad years from like 26, 27, 28, most likely. Like just trying to readjust the cap, whatever it is. But um, in terms of like the you brought the Rodgers thing before, I don't regret it. I, I think it's the only possibility for light. And I I know that there's some some conversations about like people don't trust Rodgers or don't like Rodgers in the building either. That's bullshit. They voted him the most in, inspirational guy. The players. So now they don't like him. I think again, Diana Rossini has a little bit of anger towards him. Maybe if he could wait post past June, if he wanted the team would have to be the team would have to rescind. Otherwise, there's nothing they can do. Uh, whoever's in a comment, you don't. No, A-Rod, yeah, you may have seen him on hard knock, but you haven't seen him on the field. You can judge him after he's on the field until, until you see him play. What the hell is even that? <laughs> oh, is it? Is it later than that, the tags? Yeah. Uh, can't wait to really drink into a draft season with you. I, I feel the two of us and Nania could get the Jets to Super Bowl next year. Not sure where the front... I am, and, and I know a lot of people say this, I am at least confident in myself at the minimum in free agency. They'd be better off than they have been. Minimum. They're not signing Tomlinson, Uzama Whitehead. At the bare minimum. Can't stand Joe. He doesn't rep us fans. I'm talking about Joe Douglas? I hope we're not talking about me. <laughs> I'm also Joe. I don't know. AR in this offense and Hackett should be the babysat. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, Kev. He is the offense. Like, in the article, which highlighted, and we obviously know, like, you know, Rodgers would want to run certain plays or would, like, you know, come to the line and, and just disregard what Hackett said. Fine. I, I would rather that because Hackett's not good. Like, Rodgers is the OC. I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Shitness. Uh, Joe and Sala text each other. My assertion has nothing to do with what I think of Beningo Sala. Yeah, okay, all right, you are you are right with that because he was legitimately texting him. Um, now did, did he have screenshots of this? You know, I don't know. And I'm sure, and I said it before, I'm sure that he looked up and, and was talking about hall of fame coaches because he talked about it frequently. Like who wins without their back with their backup quarterback and all. So I was like, Hey asshole, you and your, and your regime is part of the reason that you're playing with fucking Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon instead of Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, whoever else it may have been, you know, like, what the fuck? So yeah, I, I didn't mean to like, I, I, you know, I, I like you art. I didn't mean to do that like that, but I'm just saying. I don't give a fuck about him. He's a clown, but yeah, Sala might as well, he probably was, or he was texting him. Okay. And it confirms it. Um, and we already knew that. We already knew he's he's very, he's very um woe is me, Sala. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like he he's very, oh well, the Marines and the Navy SEALs and all this shit, but he gets a little bit of adversity. He's oh fuck, oh my god. Like 60% of whatever, and you still have 40% more, whatever that fucking thing is, if it even makes sense. Like he didn't even get the 60%.
I knew he would come on this division. People wouldn't like them. Come on, Rogers. Like we wouldn't like him. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody here likes Rogers. Like I think there, most people like Rogers. Uh, you you wish he maybe didn't have to always try to like dunk on people. Like so, like you know I, I, he could be a little more mature maybe in like social media aspects and not have to like go at Jimmy Kimmel and go at all these people. But overall, we like him. Yeah. Uh, Salah complaining that the Giants get more negative press than us is is some whiny shit. Very whiny, but also probably true, right? Like the Giants are a shit show right now with uh, Martindale and or not Martindale with uh, Dable and like people leaving and just walking out and and all those stories about how bad they are, you know, um, behind the scenes and and coaches just leaving for the same spots. It clearly, it's not working out there very well with Dable. Uh, he's clearly an asshole, and it's not getting talked about a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still don't know what it means. Okay, uh, I told my wife eight o'clock. There is a sleeping. There is a baby, and I got to take care of that. And she probably has to sleep, so I can't really go much past because I will get my balls chopped off. Not really, but I, I can't do that to my wife. It's not fair. Um, I appreciate you guys. I will be back next week, same time, Friday at six. Adios. <laughs>